ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. It is the 21st of June, 2016, and everyone is smiling, which means that I missed out on a joke and I'm probably the butt of it. We were doing a goof. No. A bit happened behind the scenes. It was a goof. Is it, it a goof that we'll never learn about? A mystery goof? No, we made, it, we made a new theme song for the we podcast. Made a new, yeah. yeah, or like Co-Optional Podcast with all of your friends. With Total Biscuit, the fun ever ends. And then yeah. everyone's like folding their arms and looking at the camera and like nodding. Yeah, and I just wanted them to include the fact that we solve mysteries. Like solving yeah. mysteries. Yeah. Being best friends. Yeah. Do the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, so, <laughs> I'm so down for that being song. We're a crew of teenage <laughs> detectives, apparently. Yeah, we are. exactly. We, are. we just need, we just need our, our cute animal sidekick, but... Oh my know. god! Aren't animals just the cutest thing? Well, I mean, not all of them. Ah, there's some. Yes, animals are so cute. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, oh my god! Oh my god! Aren't animals? Some are delicious. I'm just oh, putting that out there. Or right? Or they're just all cute. I mean, like, I just think <laughs> all of them. I think I there's there's cute in every animal, and we actually like low key don't deserve animals, man. <laughs> Like, we don't deserve a dog's love. Like, sometimes I'm just like, damn, like, this dog being extra nice to me, and I just stole somebody's food out the fridge, like, and the dog had no idea. Just unconditionally loves everyone. Mm-hmm. Cats are assholes, though. They don't yeah. love you. Yeah, no, my oh, cat is like... They suck. They're so cute. No, they, no, they're using you. That's not that's not love. That's like, uh, my But, like, I wanted the snug, and they wanted the snug. It was a mutual situation. If yeah, I didn't... But- it's, it's like a marriage of convenience, though, really. Yeah. You know, th- yeah. there's no real love there. You know, you're there, you're together because you have to be. It's a, it's a dependency thing. I feel that's not true. Right, a- right after Sherlock's been fed, he'll still run to the door when he knows I've come home. That is actually how I feel about uh, people. You know, like I just kind of <laughs> buy them things and they just kind of stick around. And it's it's much easier. It's much easier that way. I feel yeah, like no, the relationship sure. is more reliable there. Like you understand what the relationship is, the the limits of that relationship, and and that's totally fine. I mean, my cat comes to the door as well. He runs out of it, and then I have to go down the street and get him back. My cats so. have never once tried to leave the apartment. We can just leave the door open, and they're like, "We're good." <laughs> We have Dude. we have one who refuses to go out, like uh, the smaller one with the you know the the chest issues. Like she's the runt cat. She won't. She's too scared. But the other guy, yeah. Well, we probably shouldn't have called him Loki if we wanted him to fucking behave himself. Yeah, you did this to yourself. Wait, don't you have two Bengals? <laughs> we do. Yes. Dude, I I have a Bengal. His name is Fiend, and he's like the, the neighborhood cat. And he just like my neighbors came up to us. And Bengals like, are not oh. Egyptian. Uh, the Bengals sang the song "Walk Like It," didn't they? That's the Bangles, not the Bengals. <laughs> Wrong letter. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Bengals a type of cat, and they're so cute. Yeah, the Bengals. What are we talking about? <laughs> All animals are super cute. The Bengals. Oh, get the difference. That was the such Bengals a perfect misunderstanding. Like Classic uh. dumb bears. Jesus have mercy. Um, I mean, I, I'd like to say, hey, we need to introduce our guest to the show, but he's done a pretty good job of introducing himself. Uh, Sky Williams, welcome so. to the show. Oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> this is my first time on the co-optional podcast. Which is weird because <laughs> we've known each other for years. Um, we have gone to a 
Korean restaurant together. You know, you gave me gastrointestinal issues as a result of you that. Did to, you did it to yourself, but that's Look, fine. all I'm saying is the only kind of beef is medium rare beef, and any other beef is heresy. Yeah, and what I'm saying is that you literally took all of that out the window, and you decided on your own godlike judgment that it was medium rare, but you didn't flip it Damn. over, and you realized the whole thing is not even Damn. cooked. Damn. Damn! Now I know why Sky was invited on. I mean, he's been just... very defensive about this place for a long time. I am, time. because, yeah, okay, does it look like I got fat eating carrots? I love food, and you, <laughs> that food place, and you are besmirching the name with your slander and lies, and I'm going to defend them. That is all. Thank you for the air horn. Uh, I don't have the hammer on anymore. I don't care how much you are my favorite bear, I have to, that place is godlike. Oh, boo, so boo. sweet. Boy, 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 boy. Yeah. Oh, this is so Our air hones. Our air hones. Our air hones can be emotional. Yes. Do you even have words today, Jesse, or just, you know, an interpretation of them? I don't have the words. It's so happy to be here. What is happening? <laughs> it, this, what is going on? I mean, this this is usual. There's nothing out of the ordinary here. So when you're not uh, <laughs> feeding me poisonous food, uh, what is it that you do on a regular basis? Um, I, d- I spend most of my day... Uh, do you do, exactly? <laughs> I try to beat out um, my crippling anxiety. I think that's one of the uh, the best uses of my day. Um, and then I play Overwatch a lot, um, and then I make a video, and then I try to work out, and then I go to sleep. I don't really do that much. I, I like don't go outside much, but when I drink, it's always inside. But I drink a lot. I don't want to drink today. Actually, I just decided. There you go. There, there is a description is. of that. You, yeah. I, I remember the, the first time I saw your stuff. You were doing mostly league videos um, and and swearing at people, and it was it was amusing because as a white person, I can't say those words. I see. I well, I believe that. I believe that everyone should say every word because I think I they're. I believe funny. that the children future. You know, people feel very differently, so I have to just be light skinned and not say anything. <laughs> it's almost like you don't works. represent everybody. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's almost like yeah, exactly right. It's almost like you know I should speak for just myself and not think that the world revolves around me, right? Like, so, Dodger, do all women feel that way? Or... All women feel this way. Absolutely. I mean, this is the yes. only reason Dodger's been on the show for the last five years is to provide the female perspective, and as, as you want to, as the only I, female. Women. Yeah. I mean, like, I have a pretty good female perspective. I feel. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm in touch with both. You know, like yeah, I, I always I, felt like we had a good and even podcast. Uh, yeah. Dodger was the woman. I was the like minority voice, and TB was you know just the angry white guy. I felt so, like so. Did... Just to back up a second, the minority in what way exactly? Uh, you know. You oh, know. okay. Now it's clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that helped. yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. If I, if I have to say it, then that's you know. Are you the racist, TB? What is going on right here? <laughs> you dumb bear. You don't even know what you're saying anymore. I'm no, just causing trouble. Look, I know. The only thing that you should all take away from this is that all women love anime. Based on what we've established here. All Ooh. women love anime. Well, uh, Donkey's girlfriend, Leah, actually does not. She just hates that. Someone sleeps with Donkey. Which Untrue. is interesting because Leia is an anime of sorts. Low key, I mean, her voice is pretty much the best thing to happen to me. It's not fake. It's, <laughs> it's, 
it's real. She's yelled at me very, very hard in that voice, which is the most adorable thing. But it's very real. I mean, we literally had a donkey viewing party before watching Game of Thrones at PAX in my hotel suite. Ten of us just sat there watching donkey videos, consistently laughing at everything he said. And now TB has, uh, without meaning to, brought it all back to Kazoo Kid. Go Kazoo Kid! Oh my yeah! god! <laughs> fun, 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 fun! Oh, are you talking about that? Oh my god, Kazoo Kid! Is <laughs> it's I like to dance and say I love him. Sing! I love him. He's like the voice of our generation. I I here's the thing. I will go find an old photo of me. I'm going to ask my mom to send me one. And I'll post it on my Twitter account. I looked like that little kid when I was younger. I was Kazoo Kid. Every kid from the 80s was Kazoo Kid. That's just, that's just life. That's just life. Yeah. In America, like... perhaps. That, that is a very American video. You know, there, there'd be no British child that would ever act that way, mostly because they have disappointment beaten into them in a very, from a very early age. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> disappointment beaten into them. So... Not, not literally, figuratively. You know, we're not allowed oh. to do that anymore. <laughs> for a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot figuratively. Of... Figuratively beaten them. I feel like for a lot of um, uh, colored youth, uh, that's a very real thing. Uh, being beat, the disappointment just whoop. You know, my dad used to beat the hell out of me for like just no fucking reason. Like <laughs> that's just kind of my life, though. Did you guys get hit when you were little? Like, like did you get spankings or whoopings? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jazzy, 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 Jazzy. oh yeah. I feel like almost anybody of our age did, right? Because uh, weren't we like the last generation of where that was the, okay? The last spanking generation. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah I see that. I, I deserved it. I was a little prick. Yeah, I'm not saying I didn't deserve it. I absolutely did. No doubt. Okay, Um, well, I feel like I didn't deserve it all the time. (laughs) Like, I feel like I was an angel, and I have no idea why they were being mean to me. It's not my fault. I feel like we're we're getting a lot of our inner issues out here. (laughs) Yes. Um, If anyone in chat, I see a lot of people in chat saying they've never been spanked. If you have never been spanked, I am willing to give you that. Jesse. <laughs> I will, I will Jesse. Oh, Jesse. There is, I will spend you. There is, someone, there is someone out there redditing this right now. Like, <laughs> I am a 14 Jesse year old offers girl spanking. And Jesse you. offered to spank me. Like, <laughs> well, no, not just you, 14 year old girl. There'd be a line. Lord, and have a mercy. You come up and I spank you, and then I'd be like, next. And then there's nothing weird about it. I'm just offering a service. I see. I think well, I think it's a podcast. We do occasionally <laughs> talk about like, video games. I, Come I, up need, with... I, need, I need to fix this. How do I fix this? What do I, I do? I, I don't know. Welcome we, we to the have, podcast. We have frame <laughs> drops on the stream and everything's going wrong. And oh, God, what is happening? We do occasionally talk about video games. Coming up in the show, we're talking about the games we've been playing this week. Also quite a lot more E3 because two of you guys actually did bother to go. Uh, we yeah. did not. Uh, yeah. we, we spent last week kind of doing the whole we're going to snark from home thing. And you guys went and said, hey, video games we like video games we're not cynical fucking miserable assholes we're gonna do something with video oh, games God. it felt awesome to be like everyone's at a convention and i'm not there it felt it just, did uh, it did, so it did feel pretty great I, that's I how i feel about twitchcon i feel like that about <laughs> twitchcon as well actually like it's people yeah. ask me are you going to twitchcon this year i just like ah, no. yeah, yeah. 
But TwitchCon last year was pretty cool. Like for their first con, it was it was pretty good. Well, I, yeah, no, I imagine it'll be awesome. I imagine it'll be cool this year too. There's just eventually you hit the point where like I do too many of these damn things. Like, oh I yeah. Well, that was like one of the big benefits in my mind of not hosting for Polaris anymore was I get to choose what conventions I go to. You don't get I'm dragged there kicking and screaming. Yeah, you couldn't pay me enough money to go to E3. <laughs> I was so excited to just be like, I'm going to sit in my PJs. Are you going I again this year, Scott? Uh, yeah, I don't really know, actually. I, when it comes to cons, I literally decide last second. And I don't really know. I, I was probably definitely going to go to PAX, though. I always go to uh, PAX Prime and East, like, no matter what. PAX is just fun. It's just a yeah. fun place to go. I think South is the best one, but that's just me. South is so nice because it's so chill. Yeah. No, yeah, it's like you and three dudes, and you're just like, uh, anyone want to go get a drink? And they're like, it's yeah. gonna, like, in a couple of years, it won't be chill anymore. But for these first years, it's been great. <laughs> oh, that actually sounds kind of cool. I, I want to go. But I just, like... I don't really know about traveling and I get scared really easily. I'm easily frightened. Well, so. I mean, I don't blame you. Planes are fucking unholy monstrosities that sh I mean, they really, if you think about it, a plane should not exist or fly. Like, but it does. It does. Oh, and that I don't trust it as a result of that. Yeah. Okay. Oh God. You were the cutest thing. I agree. <sighs> I, when we, when I land, I always like hate it. Like, I think the worst part about flying is landing. I just, that's the best bit. Cause you're not in the air anymore. No, being in the air, what I don't like is I just don't want, I don't want the pilot to keep lying to me. Like, they need to just stop lying. Like, when they're like, oh, we're going to hit some, like, you know, uh, very easy turbulence. It's light turbulence. Yeah, and then you're literally, like, dying in your seat and everyone's screaming. And then I just, like, just tell me, like, if it's going to be bad turbulence, let me know. Hey, if you know, you know it's bad when they say light to moderate turbulence. That's when you know oh. shit's gonna get moderate. Just gotta watch. Just watch the flight attendants. If they're losing their shit, then you're screwed. If they if, they, if they're serving drinks, you're fine. I, yeah. That's, yeah. If they strap in, I you're like, hate, oh fuck. I yeah. hate when they like give you a drink and then turbulence starts and they come back through and take your drink from you and you're like, I was. But I, was I need that. that. I I don't know. I kind of enjoy turbulence, but what? I'm a little fucked up. So Satan. <laughs> I will hire her. I will say that. If you fly overseas, it, like you hit a point where you realize that you're, you've been in the air for five hours and it feels like you're just standing still. And it's like a weird, it's a weird revelation to be like, what the shit is going on? Right. Like, if you think about it, it doesn't feel like you're moving, yet you are going how many hundred miles an hour? Like through the air over so. an ocean. Yeah. And you're like, this is the craziest shit in the world. Yeah, no, that's actually exactly how I feel about um, like, that's why I have been wanting to travel out. Uh, it's like to Europe, like somewhere far, but I'm so afraid of having this long flight. And then I go to sleep and wake up and I am still, still on, on a the plane, plane. Right. For like five more hours. Like I feel oh, yeah, no, that's, die. it's you know, the worst with it's, international it's travel. I, I kind of get my terror out in the first four hours and then my body runs out of adrenaline and then I just sort of like flop and I'm in this. And then you're bored. The scariest thing about long flights is the boredom. Oh, the I don't have that problem. I bring oh, books and fucking me, movies. Man. It's the only time I ever get to fucking read like or watch movies or some shit. Get, wait a minute. You get bored on a plane, really? Like, Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, dude, I... So what I like to do, I'm just, a, I'm a giant loser and I just like to go to the Sky Mall it and fits pretend... in perfectly here. Yeah, no, you guys are way cooler than me. <laughs> and after this, you'll see. I wouldn't say that. I am the worst. If I'm sitting next to a stranger, right? Okay, this is 
just please don't judge me. I'll open the Sky Mall thing that has a lot of expensive things. And I'll like, I'll do this thing where I'm like, I'm whispering to myself like, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I want that. Oh, let me save this for later. So it makes me look like I'm really important. And like, I have all this money when I don't and I'm broke. And I just kind of like starting conversation. I'm just a loser. I'm just an attention. Uh, I, I like when I'm on a plane to check out what other movies people are watching. So I kind of watch their movies and I really enjoy my favorite plane movie as of late has been Ex Machina because ah, because you like to watch the reaction when you get. I like to watch the reaction when they when they're on a plane and suddenly just nudity and the people get really uncomfortable. I like to (laughs) just watch them like so. How are you going to handle this one? (laughs) Very entertaining. That is good. Everyone's eventually going to have VR headsets, and that's no longer going to be a factor. Oh my god! I can talk to everyone for like fifteen hours about VR, and we probably will. Yeah, that that is likely. That is yeah. very very likely. TB, didn't you say that you tried out VR on a plane? Yes. Yeah, I take my VR on plane now. Uh, I take. What it. are you? What? Not are... vi- not a fucking Vive, obviously. I take this oh. the the gear. I take the Isn't gear on a plane with your phone. Yeah, uh, with my phone. Uh, so you know, uh, phone just goes in there. I'll take a couple of movies usually with me, and I watch on plane. It's fucking brilliant because That's you. Cool. Instead of sitting in fucking economy where you've got about a foot of space to yourself, you have a, a movie theater now, you know? It's actually really good for taking away some of that flight anxiety. It works really well. I just don't sleep and then I drug myself up in sleep. That's, that's what I do. Yeah, that's I the try night before to. I go on a flight, I stay up all night and I get in that plane, I pat I wake up in a new city. I'm like, yeah, let's yeah, go. No, that's exactly what I do. But then like when I sleep, like I'm dead. Like I'm a very heavy sleeper and you're not going to. So the, the flight attendant, I guess one flight, they checked my pulse to make sure I was alive. But like, yeah, when I go to bed, like bro, I'm dead. Sleep. Oh, yeah. is- the plane could go down. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. Oh, I, I have no idea. Mind and I'd be snoring in the corner. Preach. Be like, ah, I'd be like, preach. Slay them. I slept through a tornado warning alarm one time when I was doing a cross country drive. What? Yeah. <laughs> The scary thing was she was at the wheel at the time. (laughs) Wow. We we had like stopped at a hotel and then uh, my friend that I was on this drive with like woke me up and was like, do you not hear this right now? Like there's a tornado signal. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) We had that earthquake, that like 5.4 earthquake, like a few weeks ago, slept through that shit, woke up. People were like, you feel that? I'm like, no. Yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah, dude, the world or at least the rest of America or a lot of other different, like, they have a different idea of what earthquakes are. Like I get people like, are you OK? Is yeah. everything OK? Oh, we get We're we got so the same thing or, or tornadoes because we don't have extreme weather in the UK. We get floods. You know, that's about it. That's the only thing we'll ever get. You know, there was a, a big fucking deal when we had a think uh, uh, 2.5 on the Richter scale earthquake in, in a part of so- so- southeastern England. It's like that's. That is not really an earthquake. That's that's an that's a shudder at best. You know, it's yeah. That's kind of like somebody sneezing. Like, yeah, it really is. Like I, yeah. I probably shake the house more when I walk down the stairs than that would actually do. <laughs> oh come on, biscuit bear, come on! You don't shake anything when you walk. <laughs> I, I walk hard. I walk hard. <laughs> I really like that. I walk hard. I work hard. Let's I'm, talk about games. Let's go for games. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's start with some more E3 stuff. Obviously, we spent like last week snarking the fuck out of E3 from the press conferences and shit. But you two actually were on the floor. You got to play some games. I would absolutely love to hear about some of them. Uh, Sky, why don't you kick it off? Uh, what? Let's start with like what did you play that really like blew you away the most at E3? So I mean, I love zombie shooters. Uh, it's the extent of horror that I'll go because once again, I'm just a giant bitch and I'm scared of everything. So I played Killing Floor two. And it was actually really, really good. I liked it a lot. I played Dead Rising as well. That was all right. It was like it seemed like a, a, a like a Dynasty Warriors esque zombie game, which is pretty cool. It, ha- it has a bit of part of that in it, you know. This is yeah. like the fourth, if you don't count the shitty Wii version, which you shouldn't because it's terrible. Um, but yeah, it, that that game's always been a bit weird. It's all about like crafting crazy fucking weapons and meeting weird yeah. characters and yeah. yeah, there's definitely a like zombie uh, sort of Dynasty Warriors element of I've got a fucking big thing, I'm gonna kill a hundred dudes at a time with it. And there was this game, us uh, I just forgot that something of mayhem where it's like this. Agents comic of books. mayhem, right? Yeah, I, I yeah. played that. Um and that was that was extremely interesting. I, I think that was the most interesting game I played at E3, and I'm actually really looking forward to it. Tell me a bit um, about that, because I heard uh, people keep mentioning the Overwatch thing because it's got heroes in it, but it's a single-player game, right, by the guys that made Saints Row. Yeah, and and basically, like, you're, you have, like, there's, like, four heroes. You pick three for a mission. You could cycle through them while you're doing the mission, and obviously there'll be some better suited for, like, a different sort of thing. And, like, the first mission is this, like, AI singer. You have to, like, save her. She's a robot, because if the evil guys get your their hands on her, she's going to, like betray you but then like the evil dudes do get her hand her and the bitch betrays you and then you get hella salty <laughs> did she, did she, be, did she betray you no, through no. song no I hate, no i hate when people no. do that this bitch asked us to help her so we go all the way underground and risk our fucking lives and then this bitch is literally like actually i'm gonna betray you and i'm like bitch like if, if you don't get your ass over here right now with your fucking skirt i swear to god so i got really upset because she betrayed me but then i couldn't play anymore because the demo was up <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah, I'm just easily like I'm easily <laughs> offended and betrayed. I'm really just the worst person, honestly. Like <laughs> I just couldn't handle her betraying me. I was so sad. Did you play anything, Jesse? Bef- be- wait, 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 wait. You don't get to take over my show. I wanted to I ask you ask a- a- I wanted to ask you about switching characters in that game and how well that worked, damn it. Okay. Um basically like you press triangle. I was an Xbox controller. So whatever the top button was, I'm so sorry. I played. I'm a Nintendo fanboy. My bad. But you, um, you can switch characters, and it's really seamless. What I like most about it is when your character is damaged, you they heal. Like you know when you're switching them. But the game is actually kind of hard. It's a third person shooter, and the difficulty is like, like I like the art. There's an archer girl. There's like a girl that has guns, kind of like Tracer. Then mm-hmm. there's a guy that has a gun, kind of like Soldier 76. And then there's this black dude that's like Reinhardt. So it's like you have to just pick and choose, and when you switch them, they heal. But you take so much damage doing anything that you find yourself like switching all the time. I wonder if that's how they force you to do it, because otherwise people would just yeah. stick to one, right? Yeah, well, kind of, because there are times where you literally just can't. Like, I like the archer girl, right? But when you get inside before the stupid bitch betrays you. Um, You're not going to let this go, are you? I hate her so wow. much. Like, <laughs> And she said it, and she's like, actually, I'm going to follow my heart and join Mayhem. And I'm just like, bitch, like, so, like, when you're in there, there's these guys that have close-up combat with, like, swords. So you just don't want to use the archer girl because they're going to run up on you too fast for you to actually use your bow. So you have to switch. 
um, which is, I think, really, really, really cool. I like the idea of switching heroes. And there seem to be a lot. Um, I also just like comic book storylines. Like, I love Spider-Man. Like, I just, I, I really enjoyed the art. It was just, I, I enjoyed the game all over. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting, like, uh, how this they do that. Cool. Yeah, because I'm looking at the, the footage on the screen right now, and I thought, like, when I first heard about, oh, you kind of switch heroes in the middle, I'm like, what's the point of that? But now I see it's like, well, it's kind of like tagging in and out, you know? And, uh... It, it sort of it keeps the combat more interesting because instead of like being one dude that has like three abilities, you're three dudes, so you got nine abilities, you know. Right. So, and mm -hmm. since you're forced to keep switching, you've got to, you know, it keeps the combat interesting. Yeah, and there are special techniques that like, uh, like the girl with a with guns, she has this like static field that slows everybody down. What I like doing is, well, what I found out you can do is you can use her like alt, then you could switch immediately to someone else and kind of do like a better job at finishing them. So I would make them like a static shield and then I switch to the girl with the bow and arrow and then, you know, I fuck them up. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, I, so switching is like really important. And the great part about it is you have to pick the three people before you go on the mission. So you get briefed like, Hey, you're going to do this and this and this, then you have to think, okay, do I need a tank? Do I need range? Like what's, what's going to be happening here? If you have to be stealth, you have to pick the bow and arrow girl. If people are just gonna beat your face in, you want that big black tank dude. Like that's why I think it's good. I think it has like some promising, promising longevity in that game. Now I don't really get excited about games that much anymore. And so I was pretty excited about that one. I think it's really easy to not get excited about games anymore when your fucking job is video games, because it's like a lot of them are kind of shitty, and. <laughs> You have to play ones that you don't necessarily like all the time, or it's like, hey, I love this game, but I'm having a really shitty day with it, or whatever, and I really yeah. don't want to do a video on it. So I think I another like sort of, of intrinsic problem is that because we play so many games, it's really easy to play a game and be like, oh, this is just like that other one. Yes, that's, you know, that's and, a huge and judge deal. it based on that. Yeah, it really is because like uh, people will ask you, it's like, well, oh god, I'm so excited for like Ghost Recon, fucking Wildlands, or whatever. I'm like. I'm not, because it's like another open world co-op fucking thing. It's like we've played so many of those, but you got to like remember that a lot of people haven't, you know, because they mm -hmm. don't have every video game ever. Yeah, but like how many, like how long can a company just keep like innovating before there's like nothing left? You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Like I personally am a huge sucker for dungeon crawlers like those four player dungeon crawlers like a, a really good one is moon hunters on steam like moon hunters is so like, fun when you just like get together and you're just grinding it out and just beating the shit out of everything because i'm I, I personally heal in every game i just love healing so like if there's a game where i could be a healer and y'all could just fuck everybody up like i'm having fun and there isn't really too many ways to innovate that in fact, I would argue the most innovative one was Four Swords for GameCube, where like you had four of your friends and you had to look on your DS for like secret shit. Like that was. Oh tight. yeah, yeah, I remember that. Ah. Oh my god, I love that. that was, game. Wasn't that Game Boy Advance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was that Jesus. and Crystal Chronicles. That's yeah. my job. <laughs> oh my god, a snowboard kid. Sorry, I'm about to get. In the, you know, you you go. I'm just gonna sit here and be nostalgic for a minute. <laughs> I does I, I kind of I dig this idea of that game now. I, I wasn't hugely into it, but now you've explained it. it sounds sounds might might be fun. We'll see. No. Let's see how see how good. I, I mean, it's going to need a lot of kind of class variety, I guess. And obviously, the Which demo's one? not going to have uh, Agents of Mayhem. Sorry, uh, that oh. you're talking about. Oh, the last thing though, the last thing I saw was the new Gears of War. Okay. I, I don't even like that game, like, but <laughs> I saw that trailer and bruh, your armor. Let me your armor gets cleaned in the rain 
I this, that's my favorite part. Like if, <laughs> if you get blood on your armor, what? <laughs> if you get blood on your armor, right? Because you will, because it's like these masculine men are just killing everything. It's kind of cool and attractive. And then when you get blood on your armor and it's raining, the rain just takes the blood off and it looks so real. Rain like, takes the blood off, guys. Guys, rain takes the blood off. It's good advice. You know what, Jesse? Let me enjoy my things. Okay? <laughs> rain takes the blood off. <laughs> Let me enjoy what I enjoy, okay? You guys. can go spank everybody, and I can just watch rain take off armor stuff, okay? Go Question. On. Would you approve if I was in armor as it was raining where blood was washing off of me while I spank people? Would that so, be okay? In keeping in subject, Gears of War is very, very exciting, and I just <laughs> I can't think that's a yes. I think that's a yes. I think we have a confirmation of a yes. I think that's a no, and I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking water. That is that- the largest water bottle that exists. Like, come on. Really? It's hydrated, yo. It's hot yeah. here. Do you have any idea how desperate and thirsty I am sexually? I have to quench it somehow. I gotta it's, drink. <laughs> you didn't need so so blatant a metaphor for that, though, surely. Bruh, it's the same thing, bro. I'm telling you. I have to I have to stay hydrated. It's like uh it's like a hundred and like it's eight, hot today. Degrees. It's, hot today. it's been between a hundred and a hundred and eleven for like three days, and I wanna die. Bro, it's not but, a good, it's not a good time to be big. Like I just sweat sitting, you know. Like the the inherent problem though is it is very very hot here. But my office is freezing. Is, is where apparently when you turn the air conditioning on in this uh, uh, office building, it all funnels into here right yeah. on me. Yes, I'm freezing. <laughs> oh no, same, same, same. My vent is like I have I don't know why I have two vents and they just like pour in all the air so everyone's like oh let's turn on the air conditioning for like 10 minutes and my room becomes an icicle and everyone's like moderately i'm just it really pisses me off but i mean at the same time though wait a minute oh my god no that made me sound so spoiled and horrible (laughs) which you are which admittedly no you're spoiled and horrible (laughs) no no no. what i meant to say was Oh, I can't. Biscuit Bear, help me. I no. don't want to. <laughs> There's person. no help here. There's no. You're no. You got to sink or swim. Me. Oh my God. I'm sinking, man. I did not mean <laughs> to sound like a pretentious. Oh my God. Too late. It's too late. It's too late. Mm. I, just, I just complained Perfect. about having. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that is. You are, you, are, you are someone who cares a great deal about other, what other people think. Uh, apparently. So I don't oh, Jesse yeah, was no. the one who said it first, and I then do. you corroborated. So Jesse- yeah. Really, it's my fault. Really? I'm the AC elitist. I'm the one who is ignoring the people suffering overseas who don't have AC. But I just realized how awful I, I sounded like, oh my God, don't you hate it when your AC is too good and your room gets cold, guys? <laughs> don't you hate that shit? Like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm the worst. This is why people don't like me. I, I just realized. <laughs> I yeah, I mean that's it. That's the reason why. That's the reason. The number one reason when when people are pulled, the number one reason is you're an AC elitist. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a pretentious dick. I'm sorry. I, I feel I like at the change on a way. video game podcast, it's it's not really a big deal to complain about things that don't usually matter that much. I think that's kind of par for the course. They matter really. to some people, John. How dare you? Yeah, oh, right. you committed yeah. the fallacy of relative privation, did you? Oh. oh my! Oh, here we go, John with his law degree making it look dumb. Yeah, you're gonna get. You're still salty about that, aren't you? I am. So, uh, don't even. You've I, held that grudge for a year and a half at least. I will literally not stop if I get salty. I'm gonna get salty. I'm salty already. Too late. 
But guys, what about better. other video games? Video games. Thank God. <laughs> I was going to cry. Uh, yeah. I managed to life. get a good amount of awkward out of that. I felt like I spaced <laughs> that awkward out just right. I think that you're doing really great. I think that, you know, there's a Thank reason you, why this podcast is doing great. Absolutely. <laughs> Jesse, what did you work. play at E3? Tell us about Holy video games. shit. Uh, a bajillion but, things. You played some pirates, yeah? Yeah, How no, was that? Uh, I think my favorite game there was Sea of Thieves. Sea of really? Thieves. <gasps> that makes yeah, me so yeah, excited. Yeah. Basic gist is you are pirates, and imagine the great. fun of a crew based game like guns of icarus oh I, I saw that yeah but at the same time you can go on islands and land and you can drink and run around and find treasures and you can uh just stick around and be stupid you can play the accordion so what we ended up doing is it was a it was a team of uh four pirates three ships each so it was four te- uh, three teams of four and we had three ships we could go around and what the devs told us is like even though for this demo there are four people on these ships. Literally, all twelve of you could go and just be on one ship if you want. <gasps> That's okay. so awesome! You could have like yeah. a big crew. It was so I know. cool. It so I cool. was so excited. And so then the gist was: is we just all like when you have to like the captain can't see whoever's piloting the ship cannot see because when the sails come down, they're right in front of you. Mm. So I had a guy stand up in front of me and just play the accordion for me while I sailed because I was like, gotta look at something. And then. uh <laughs> You have to have like a scouter who tells you which way to go. You can turn the sails to go into the wind or not into the wind. Um, you can, uh, all your cannons are fired by pressing X and then you can target and aim. So if you have a whole full crew, you can line up all your cannons and stuff and just go around the, the boat. Of course, you know, when it takes damage, uh, if you fire a cannonball at a boat, it will literally make a hole if it hits it. And so you have to go and repair the hole or you have to, you know, build like pump, build shit i don't even i didn't wasn't that i was the captain so i don't know what they were doing but everyone's running around trying to repair the ship and it was a it was a three-person battle and it was amazing because we actually we actually had a moment like pirates of the caribbean where you know in the third one where the guy's stuck between the two ships one of the enemy ships did that and we were like unleash hell and (laughs) it was so fucking cool i was like this game might just be one of the most fun things I played in a long time. It was oh, awesome. So glad because that game already looked really awesome to me. So I, I'm delighted to hear that it was really, really. I fun. will. I will say. I think the the thing will be. This is not a game where if you're like I like games by myself or I don't have a lot of friends. God bless you. Find a clan. Find a clan online or something because that sounds like me. I don't know what this game will be like without. Like when we were we were all in, in comms, we we're all talking to each other, we we're all goofing around, having a good time. So I imagine if this was like, hey Dodger, let's like grab fifty people and go terrorize the seas, that's probably an amazingly good time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the experience of just logging in by yourself will be. And I have no idea what they have planned for that. Like that, I think, is the one downside to this game because they didn't say anything about that. Yeah, it's, I, it I, seems to me like this giant fucking ass sandbox, and I'm trying to figure out like what it you know what will you do let's say you log in for the first time what do you you know what is your sort of path you know what do you do do you uh, join someone else's crew do you have your own ship by default is there some sort of currency do you Absolutely. pick we up treasure no and an- buy shit like we don't know zero do we? answer on that yeah. none of that was given uh i imagine you don't start out with a giant boat by yourself 
but I yeah, I have no idea what the progression <laughs> is, what the story. I don't know anything. All I know is the core concept of the game, which was a ton of fun. Okay. Uh, but other than that, I don't know a damn thing about it. Yeah, that'll, that'll be what's interesting, because what I see of it, it looks like, oh, God, this is going to hit all the right buttons. This is going to be great. But I'm like, I'm thinking, how does it actually work? How does it get to work? this point? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's, it's reminding me a little bit of, of the No Man's Sky stuff from like a year ago, where it's like, oh, that looks amazing. That sounds amazing. How does it work? We don't know yet. Uh, don't worry about it. And and I've read other interviews as well about this, and they're surprisingly light on details. Like they don't they don't consider it an MMO, but they haven't really truly explained how a regular session of this is going to work. So, of Sea of Thieves. Yes. They don't consider it an MMO. No, they they literal quote they they don't consider it an MMO. Um, I I imagine it's probably more. Uh, sort of like session based you know you get or you get dumped on a server like it probably more like something like h1z1 or like daisy or whatever you probably get dumped on a server with x number of people or whatever yeah yeah i i wish we had more details because everything i played i was like this is so much effing fun and it seemed like you could do anything like everything was open to you to dick around with and and play around with and have a great time and even if your boat got sunk, there was a respawn, which I imagine was for the demo. Because I don't imagine you'd be like, here's your boat back immediately. So yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I'm it's light on details, but the core gameplay, I was like, this this was the most fun I had the entire time. So Yeah, I'm intrigued by it. I just want to see how they build it as a game. Yeah, there's yeah. there's so much potential there, but there's so much like kind of pie in the sky shit with that too. Where it's like, oh god, we can make a, a whole pirate world simulation. It's like, well, no, you can't. You know, there's going to be some limits somewhere. You know, where do those limits lie? So, right. uh, I'm in- I'm interested in seeing how that works out. Uh man, I played. Uh, I I've been talking about this game for a while, and I was really excited to finally get a chance to play it. Uh, the Long Journey Home. I'm super excited for that effing game. Uh, basic gist is you are the uh you're a team of space travelers who have taken a light like light speed jump a warp jump but uh, something goes wrong and you end up on the other side of the uh universe and your objective is to galaxy hop your way home so you have to meet aliens and interact with aliens but it's a it's an it's a super light roguelite rpg in that every time you play you're gonna have a different galaxy and different people you'll meet and uh, you have characters that you can select from at the very beginning. Each one of them has different interactions with the characters you select, different storylines, but there's a linear story going through all of it. So there's like a main story, but it changes based on who you bring with you, but you're only allowed to select four at the very beginning of the game. And then that determines what the overall like story is. It's kind of like Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you are, so like you're interacting with all these alien races, you're trading, you're uh, trying to equip your ship, but also doing landing missions and uh, going down to find artifacts. And a really great example is we we did one mission where we went to a planet uh, and we found this strange alien artifact and there was a scripted mission where it was like, okay, well, you find this thing, but you don't know if you should take it or not. What do you, it was like one of those, like, what do you do kind of scenarios. And so I was like, F it, take it. We want it. So you have like, it's, it's a bunch of, I'm just assume random like events random yeah. generation yeah. background. And so one of my guys like hurt his leg trying to get out of there, but we got it. And so when you get back on the ship, um, 
you have this in your inventory now and you're allowed to explore it. And one of the things that I really, really liked is that your four people, there's little quotes by them of what they think this is. And so maybe that's the person you want to use to investigate this. And one of the people we were fortunate enough was to have an archaeologist. So it's like, oh, well, he's the obvious one. But our pilot was like, oh, that's weird. That doesn't like text. It looks like coordinates or something. So when we use the scientists to explore it, uh, to, to research this thing, turns out it was coordinates. So I asked the dev, I was like, so could I have used my pilot to investigate that? And he was like, yeah, I mean, it was a lower chance of succeeding, but the pilot knew kind of what it was. So there's multiple ways of going through the story. And I was like, that's, that's pretty sweet. Um, each alien race has its own sort of rules of what they like. So some alien races, for instance, if you don't trade with them, they'll get pissed off. Like if you meet them and don't immediately say, let's trade, they will hate you. Some uh, one race is uh, they trade in people. So it, for example, one of the aliens is like a religious faction. They were like, hey, one of our people wants to get on your ship and travel to this other uh, sector. If you could take them, that'd be awesome. And along the way, this other alien race is like, yo, give us that person. <laughs> like trouble. And we were like, oh. So we had to like avoid a fight. And there, it, it, it's a ton of fun. It's it, What I saw was like pretty alpha, but I had a ton uh, of fun playing it. I love the, I love the core concept. Can you fight if you need to, or is it mostly? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can. Okay. So, so there's, there's, I want to say like, I'm not gonna say four games, but there's the uh, story-driven aspect of traveling between sectors. There's the part where you travel around the planets themselves, and you have to like lock in orbits and stuff, and go down to the planet and explore all that. There's the interaction with all the different races, and then there's the, if you piss someone off, they will come for you, and then it, you, you essentially like it zooms into your ship. And then this enemy ship that's that's either going to chase you or fight you or talk to you. Sometimes they'll pull up right alongside you and be like, yo, we don't have to fight, do we? And it's like, oh, I don't have to fight you. Um, but but the, the thing to keep in mind, though, is your ship isn't a, a like, attack cruiser. Your ship is a science vessel to get lost in space. Yeah. So unless you find parts to equip it that way, for the most part, at the start, you are super weak. And that's sort of RPG elements as well is that as time goes on you can upgrade your ship and make it better and better and better and i like so that though i like that it's it's making you try to focus on avoiding conflict mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's uh it's it's pretty interesting and i i enjoyed it thoroughly and uh yeah i hope the final product is as much fun as what i got to play so that so was enjoyable I think that you should just like, I just love hearing you talk about games. That just hyped oh. me up for everything. Like, just, <laughs> oh, I like it when he does that because I get to sit here doing nothing and it's awesome. Well, then you'll love, you'll love when I mention Gwent. Holy. <gasps> yeah, how's Gwent? All right. So Gwent is, if, if you play Gwent now, you know that in that game in Witcher, it's literally just get all the heroes, get all the spies, and that's how you win. It's like, it's super, it's not at all like a challenging game after a certain point. Uh, in the card game that they've created for a standalone, they've changed most of the cards. They've um, made it so, for example, if you put down a spy, instead of you getting two cards and the enemy like taking the card, it there's random things that happen. Like each spy is a little different. So one is you put down a card and you get two cards, but one of them is flipped over because you can't see what it is. And you have to choose between the two. Or you get two cards, your enemy gets one card. Or things, so they've changed that stuff. They've added uh, different um, hero spells. They've added different cards. Every card has like different 
abilities now. Uh, my favorite card in the game is Roach, which is the horse from Witcher, where <laughs> if you play a hero card, he just jumps in. So even if he's in the discard pile, he'll just come back in the game. So it's like a plus four every time. Um, Roach artwork is so good, too. Yeah, it's just him on a roof. It's on hilarious. Roof. <laughs> um, then there's a shaman card that if you play Skellige, you are like a whale shaman. And basic gist is you summon a whale into the opponent's, like one of the rows, and it negates all the damage from that row. So it's just zero across the board. And if you play it really douchey, you can pull that card back out, put it back in, and now have like three whales cycling through the enemy <laughs> rows. It, there's a ton of stuff they've added, but I think all of that aside, because I'm not really like a huge card game dude, the thing that sold me is that they have not one, but many 10-hour-plus campaigns, story modes, that are fully voiced have an overworld map that you can move through. Each encounter is like a boss fight. So like if you encounter the a bandit leader, the bandit leader is the guy playing against you and all the cards are his men and his like hero abilities that he can join the fight. But it's all fully voice acted. It's all stories. And I was like, that's what I'll play. That's the shit I'll like. So that's what sold me. Uh, uh, other than that, that's I mean, it's a becoming card game. a thing with um with card games lately. I've noticed uh, because I think because uh, Hearthstone is like fucking crazy huge and can never be beaten by anything. Right. They're like, well, fuck, yeah. we want to make a card game, but we don't want to compete with that. How do we differentiate yeah. it? And a lot of it is like. Uh, single player of some sort, like um, uh, Hex has single player. Uh, Elder, the new Elder Scrolls card game has single player. Um, this obviously has a big single player campaign as well. Um, I think that that's the way that that figuring, hey, we can we can make people play this either as well as or instead of Hearthstone. Well, I've always, I mean, the only time I like this is right up my alley because the only time I play Hearthstone is when they release a new story like pack. Yeah. And, and I love those things. And I wish, I wish they would release more. Like, I would love to have another, like, now we're going to Zulgrub or something. Like, I would love to see a, another, ex like, story expansion for Hearthstone. They just yeah. don't make them enough. And so when I, like, the minute I saw them uh, be like, yeah, so here's a look at our single player mode. And then saw that it was fully voice acted. And it's like all the voice actors from the game. I was like, shut your butt. And then it goes to like an overworld map and you move around. And you have to like, you can go explore and engage. I was like, this is pretty much what I want. Blizzard. I would love to have more of this shit. Like give me story mode stuff. So yeah, I, I desperately crave things like that. Uh, mostly because I know deep down inside I'm terrible at card games like mm. the metas and the synergies so when I don't have to play against anyone I feel great about my skill I feel like I'm really good I never fully grasped Gwent and like how it works and how to play it right ever <laughs> but I'm kind it's, of it's excited have, like a campaign that maybe like eases me through it a bit better than it did in like Witcher yeah, it's literally best single player game card game ever is yeah. fucking Pokemon card game on Game Boy Color. <laughs> oh just my saying. god, slay this entire podcast, Total Biscuit Bear. What you I don't know in. what any of that means. It means that I agree with you. Okay, cool. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been more efficient to say? Let me have my things. Okay, nope. fine. You can't be no things. things. Jesus. No things. You're slaying, John. Just accept Am it. I? Thank okay. you, bro. Yeah, well, slay, I, mama. I, <laughs> they've tried to bring out stuff like since then i know that you can get you can play the pokemon tcg on fucking ios now but 
That wasn't the point. The point was to fucking... It was a little RPG where you started with a shitty little deck and your little rival mocked you because you had shitty cards. And then yeah, you played through it. He was such through. a dick! He was such He's a dick. dick. You know, there's... And that was so. That was a fuckload fun to play. That, that was that was absolutely awesome. And you were so young, like you didn't understand the real idea and complexities behind bullying. And this guy was just a fucking asshole to you, <laughs> and you just didn't know why. You were. I was the nicest kid. I let. I bought people food with my lunch money. And this boy is just ragging on your cars, like nigga. It's not my fault, bro. Like, what do you want me to do? This is what the game get. I'm sorry. I had a lot of like internal struggles with video game bullies and Gary Oak <laughs> asshole. Like Gary Oak. What a dick. Yes, he's the worst. He was a dick. Worst. Worst. Yeah. My a man Ash, free him. Go on. No, there's there's a game that I think TB I don't know. I want to his hear his thoughts on it. I played a game called Drop Zone. Um oh that yeah. Yeah Drop Zone <laughs> is basically a 1v1 MOBA where you play it's a MOBA RTS hybrid where you play as three characters. Yes. And like I I played it and I had fun because I won. So it, of course it was fun. Of course. But I'm curious what like the as as like an RTS dude in this MOBA age, like what your thoughts are. Cause honestly, it looks really it, it, it like played really well and I love the customization. There's about a million characters and they're all like not tropey as shit. And so I had I had fun dicking around and making an army of like machines that wielded hammers and i was like this is great but at the same time the amount of stress involved with playing three moba characters in an rts setting was like i can i know it'd be too much for me to play live like playing that live i'd be like i want to watch other people play it i think it'd be fun but i don't know how i'd handle three hero characters trying to keep them all alive in an rts moba setting it you know the weird thing about stuff like drop zone is it's trying to sort of because they've claimed that it's a real-time strategy because because everyone's like well isn't it like league of legends kind of because you control characters and they're like no no no, it's an rts totally but we looked at mobas for inspiration I'm like that is really weird and backwards because you know mobas came from rts you know mobas came from aeon of strife they came from you know, StarCraft Brood War and Warcraft 3 with Dota and all, you know, all sorts of things like that. And now we're looking back at that for inspiration as to how to make an RTS. And I feel like it just completely misses the point of why people like those games to begin with. Because I don't know about you, but when I loved RTS when I was a kid, I loved it because I could build my own base and I could build a fuckload of tanks and then I could fucking throw them at the enemy when I was ready, you know? It's like, I'm going to build nukes and I'm going to build mammoth tanks and I'm going to build all the big cool shit and then I'm going to go run over my opponent with it. it none of it was, <laughs> I'm going to have three unique hero units that have different cooldown-based abilities and I'm going to micro and control. None of that. That was, that's not... RTS at a competitive level is is a lot about that, you know, being able to control heroes and uh, also control units and micromanage them. But that's not what made RTS successful back when it was, you know, when it was cool to make an RTS game. And I don't think it's what makes it successful now either. So maybe it'll be a cool competitive game. I think really this is less about trying to bring back RTS and more about saying, we totally want to make a MOBA, guys, but we're totally not like the other MOBAs, guys. Please buy us. You know, please stop playing League and play this instead. And they won't. I can almost guarantee that they won't. Yeah, it's 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 a it, it's fifteen minute matches. I'm trying to remember. Sky, you can't long. yell at him for doing that. By the way, that's entirely fine. Mm, 
no, I'm just, <laughs> just loudly saying, hmm, you know, no okay. reason. All right. No, I mean, <laughs> if there was a reason, it would probably be that, um, you know, not a big deal. Uh, well, you know, League, uh, League is a game. It is. Uh, and I don't think that it would take that much to get people to play the other game or, like, you know, play it alongside League of Legends. You really think um, that's true? Because, like, how many games have tried to do it over the past few years and fucking so, failed miserably? Right. Okay. So here's the thing, though, right? League is a, a very abusive relationship. Um, it's it's a very, very, like, it's, it's just a drug. And the only reason is because ELO is now currency. Like, you know, you, you can acquire um, sex a lot easier if you're Diamond. And um, you can solicit yourself in a way. Yeah, no, like, um, when I was Diamond, uh, it was the peak of my um, my sexual life when I would just you know bears for everywhere would just want to like you know so but then when I'm when I'm gold I actually find myself not interacting with as many people because I decayed to gold but nobody wants to talk to you if you're gold um, and on Facebook there are a lot of groups where um, men and women come more like ninety um, percent men ten percent women five percent of which are men pretending to be women like catfishing people and it, you you say your elo and you actually get responses based on your elo so if there was another game that had that same elo system i would think that league would be scared which is why when overwatch comes out with their competitive mode it makes me wonder is that going to ruin the game or are we going to have a whole new era of you know bragging rights and stuff right that's just my opinion. That, the Overwatch booty. So your argument interest. is that assuming the game allows you to solicit casual sex in an easy way via the ranking system, okay. that it will be a success. There's, there's a lot of other things your ELO gets, right? I was just using that as a quick... I love how some thing. people in chat right now are like, no, this is absolutely true. And everybody else is like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm with the what the fuck people. Combination. I just... Mwah, I love it. Look, I'm, I'm, look, I'm not like... I'm not trying to like pull one over or, or, or just be edgy. You just, I've been in the community for long enough. I've seen the game plenty of times. I've seen a challenger person be like, yeah, you know, I got bitches. I'm like, okay, first of all, they're women, so let's respect them. And second of all, no, you don't, right? But they do. But <laughs> they do. They actually do. And it's because ELO actually determines your class. Like, you go in front of your friends. I don't know how many times Okay, wait. What? What? You know what? <laughs> this is why League is so fucking toxic. What are you I'm not. About? It's not my fault. I don't do any of that. I'm ugly. I can't do anything. I, I need money. Other people use ELO. I, I wish I was making this up. By the way, I just, I just have a question. Is anyone else in chat as old as me that when they hear ELO, they think of the electronic light orchestra? <laughs> I, just, I just want to put it out there. I'm that old. All right, continue, please. Um, my roommate downstairs, um, this is actually, he's, he's my biggest like test subject because when he, gets, when he gets diamond, he literally walks around the whole fucking house. Joe, if you're watching this, literally, fuck you. You're so annoying. He walks around the house, walks around the house and he's always just like, Oh, yeah. Uh, I just got out of my uh, Diamond 3 promos. Yeah, really close game, but I clutched it out with a good Jana. Oh, I'm like, bitch, like, nigga, I'm trying to do my work. Like, what are you? I don't even care, but he cares so much. And he, he talks about it like he's Obama, like he's giving his speech to all his friends about the trials and tribulations of being Diamond. Like, nigga, get a job. Well, like, admittedly, <laughs> Obama is Diamond. Obama's Diamond. Obama's he, absolutely he, diamond. Yeah. He is, is low-key Diamond. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's obvious. I, I'm not. Look, look. You know what? I'll just. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just shut my mouth and just. You know. Let's talk about you. you Total biscuit. You, you know. You do your thing. I. I mean, I'm gonna I just drink my water, bro. Excuse I, me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know how to follow it up, honestly. I mean, if Ryan hear me saying this, they about to shoot me, to be honest. That's the secret. Ryan shoots people? Oh, my God. I knew it. So knew many it. truths. Yeah. So, so many truth bombs being dropped oh on this podcast I, right now. The thing is, I love Ryan. And I'm not saying that League is boring with my friends. Like, when I play with Dunky and Leah, like, we just have a great time. And I just like killing people. You know, like, when I come home. You and like, like killing people? Okay, oh wait a minute. Reddit, Reddit. Wait. <laughs> killing fictitious Fictitious people. Oh my god, I'm so afraid oh, of Reddit. Guys, Skyline. <laughs> this is oh, it. And this oh. is it. I'm going to jail. I'm <laughs> telling I just like playing games, video games with my friends. I just like, you know, playing by yourself is just almost akin to like stubbing your toe on a weight. It's not fun. And I hate myself afterwards. And I just want to like rinse my body. Anyway. Much um, like, much like. Uh, Gears of War character in the rain covered with blood. Oh my god! And the main character is so hot. So when he's in the rain, like it's on his face too, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> he has this like beard that's not as good as Jesse's, but it's pretty good. But I mean, he'll never beat out Biscuit. That's, that's why. That's why I like you. That's why I like you. Yeah, Honestly. that beard. Y'all heard it here. My beard is just like a pubic hair beard, and if I shave it off, I look like a lesbian. There's a lot of things that are wrong with me. But um, League of Legends helps me feel like I'm a part of something greater. Like as great long as you're diamond. Yeah, as like, long as you're diamond. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, if you're not diamond, you're trash. And even if you are diamond, you're trash. Because now there's <laughs> Masters. Riot made this new pretentious tier called Masters, which basically is like, hey, you thought you weren't good enough? Well, guess what? You're right. So then you <laughs> and then after that is Challenger. And Challenger tier is just the worst because it's this small community of people that con that congregate, but they all just talk, like they're all so nice because some of them just talk so much shit to each other. And I'm like, why can't we just be friends? Why can't I play Jungle Wukong without y'all like get mad at me? Like, well, you know, okay, I'm going on, you right. <laughs> right. This is I don't know what a right. is. I mean, I feel like we've learned a lot here. Um, Maybe not I think, about you know, the original subject. I think that subject, we really need to like there's a lot take of a quick break so that all of this can sink in. I yeah. think that's I think a phenomenal a idea. What is yeah. a jungle Wukong? <laughs> <laughs> this this, this makes me very is. glad that we never started that league series, Jesse. It, it really yeah, does. Uh, uh, you, mean, you mean you jungled as a character named Wukong? That, that's what yes. that means. Uh, oh, I, I thought there was a thing called Jungle Wukong, and I didn't know what the fuck. It was oh, like, no, no, no. Jungle, jungle is a role, and uh, my I'm best aware of that. character all right, is all Wukong. Right. Wukong is all a right. monkey. I don't know the characters from League. That's no relation. I have no idea. All right. <laughs> we're going to break, okay. and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about <laughs> some video games. Don't go anywhere. You're watching, I, mean, I think you are, the commercial. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. That's it could fine. be. I mean, it might. Jungle uh, Wukong! We'll find out after the break. Don't just say random league terms. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Hopefully you had a lovely break. I watched a video about a kitty who lost her eyeballs and now has a forever home. Oh, what? God, that is my weakness. <laughs> Animals just getting good homes? Like, oh, yeah. my God. Always just make me feel like oh yeah no always like I'm just like oh my god animals yeah 
fluffy kitty and she's got no eyeballs, but she's so happy. How do you know that? Because she's playing with other cats. Cats don't play unless they're like jamming. You don't know about her inner torment. That's true. Oh Maybe she's God. just disguising her inner torment. I'm Biscuit Bear, get a law degree and then lose faith in humanity. Why can't cats just be happy? Cats aren't <laughs> humans. Just, just let cats be happy. God. Why can't cats just be happy? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You'd have to ask them that. <laughs> my cat is not happy. My cat's a jerk. Aw. But I love him. He's my jerk. <laughs> All I know is my cat hadn't wanted to play with like anything for over a year. Got 16 teeth taken out. And now he's like so happy. He's playing with mice again and shit. It's great. 16 teeth? Wait a minute. Does that mean there's like there's such thing as cat dentists? Yeah, man. If you oh think- my God. <laughs> Most just like general vets have somebody on site who's like <gasps> trained to extract teeth from cats and dogs. Yeah. Cat dentists? Yeah. <laughs> you kind of gone to regular checkups, wouldn't have to have the teeth removed. That's the lesson we learned here. That's that's not true. That's totally true. That's regular true. cat dental checkups are a must for all kitty owners some cats are predisposed to have gingivitis and some cats have immune disorders that make their gums flare up more than other cats and there's nothing that you can do about it you have to get them checked every now and then not for not to like get their teeth cleaned or anything but to see when the teeth are ready to come out wrong i'm gonna make a whole charity about getting cats teeth brushed (laughs) the the cat teeth charity a whole A whole charity. I'll make a whole charity. Yeah. No, wait. But then again, all you got to do is get Sarah McLaughlin in the arms. Uh, it's just going like, to be Dodger yeah. brushing cat's teeth in the video. Every day, oh, a, cat's, oh, a cat's tooth becomes unbrushed. Fly away. Oh, my God. I'll so cry funny. while I'm brushing the teeth because I'm so sad about it. It'd be great. And then we'll just show photos of, of toothless cats. Oh, the toothless cats. Oh no! That's They're so like cute. mouth claws. Do you declaw your cats? These oh, cats no. can't be helped, so we killed them. But that yeah. could stop happening if really only you gave us money. Is the thing. So. God, I'm total biscuit. Mean. <laughs> These cats are already dead, but the next ones might not be if you give oh us five dollars a month. You are horrible. <laughs> You're mean. Names? No. Cat games? No cat games. Cat Wait, teeth? None of those. Games and then he say no? Yeah. No. Oh, he doesn't even know what this podcast no, is. I've just anymore. given up. No. I don't want it. We'll I don't not talk want about it. games. I want to talk about cat teeth. I don't. Says Did you know that those, that You're putting words in my mouth. <laughs> and considering you don't take care of the mouths of your cat, I don't trust you to take care of my Yeah, mouth. that's what we learned about yeah. you today. Um, I'll have you know that along with... Natural balanced food. I also give my cat little things that prevent gingivitis. That's I what a responsible cat owner would do. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Owning a cat. Dodger's just got a cat that gums mice now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so neat teeth to eat. Poor cat. It's no. so it's so sad. In the arms of the angel. <laughs> and it's just Dodger with the gum, the gum cat. 
a gum cat. <laughs> and the best part about it is that the cat would still be so cute and happy just to be alive. Oh my god, animals. <laughs> yeah. Animals are out of control cute. Like, I feel like... Again, all of them? All, all animals? Of them. There's cuteness in every animal, Total Biscuit! <laughs> god! <laughs> I mean... Have, you there's there's adorable in every animal. Are you really sure about that? Like, what animal about a, what about a woodlouse? What about a woodlouse? Let's look them up. Okay, that's not legally an animal. That no, let's. That, that, that animals, is an animal. Animals are including but not limited to everything cute and everything is cute. Wait, these what? little that's these circular little logic. Buckles? I don't agree with that. Here's my law degree. I'm biscuit bear. You can't just keep resorting to that every time you lose an argument. That's what you do. Like, oh, look, I'm biscuit bear. I can't have fun because I have a law degree. What about the blobfish? Blobfish. Look, all I'm saying is I think I'm one of the ugliest people ever, and some people find me cute. There's beauty everywhere, and you really just have to look for it. Like, like, see, like the, the beauty in Total Biscuit is his adorable face. The beauty in Jesse is his beard. The beauty in me is my wallet. Everywhere you look, there is beauty. Does that make sense? What about the beard taper? That thing looks pretty ugly. There's That's the blobfish. We had the blobfish as one of our little overlays for the podcast for about three hours, and people got legitimately upset by that. So th that is the blobfish. I refuse to believe Wait, there was any cute to be found there. Like briar, like uh, like beard, like b a i r d taper. I think Dodger is definitely the only person that's really qualified to say what is and isn't cute because she is stunning. Like, can we just talk about that real quick? Oh, stop! This is sweet. What it's about Laura Jesus Keith? Christ, what the I fuck happened to my show? super cute. What the fuck are you talking? Look at this thing. It's like a bear, but Lingit, then it's got like a little anteater nose. It's so cute. Wait, link it, link it, link it. What is it? What is it? Look, this is it's B-A-I-R-D taper. T-A-P-I-R. Look at it. What about, so an, what about an alligator? Oh, look how cute it is. Oh. What about it's a yellow like a, frosted cockatoo? It's like it's like an elephant and an anteater, and it couldn't pick between the two. I so know. it said both. Stop. <laughs> Look, if we keep going on with this, we're going to violate Twitch TOS for not talking about video games. Oh, we right. all know how strict Twitch Very are when it comes strict. to the terms oh, of service. Please Definitely. do not get me started. I'm going to get triggered, and I just, <laughs> I just can't afford it. I can't afford to get triggered. Oh, Jesus. All right, back to video games for a while. Uh... Alright. We got a we got an issue that needs to be resolved here. Right. What? We yes. Gotta, we gotta throw down on this. Death by daylight is a piece of shit. <laughs> you prove me have, wrong. You have spent like I've never played it, so I wanna know. Five or more days constantly in chat just like I fucking hate this game. Why do you keep coming back to it? It's I stuck am, in there for some reason. I am bothered by people liking it because i can't comprehend why and it's there was an article that came out today that it's made back all the money it cost in like a day and a half it's top seller on steam it's awful it's a okay. fucking buggy piece of shit oh, it's okay. incredibly simplistic it's basically fucking glorified hide Total. and seek it is awful and i feel like it is sold purely by the fact that a bunch of fucking streamers played it and i feel partially responsible for that and that doesn't sit well with me because it's awful i think someone needs to put their claws away first of all 
I think that I think that you were just being way too vicious. Yes, you know, is the game not the best? Okay, is it <laughs> sure? You know, that's it. That's all I have. Oh, I, just wow. you're being, I just think you're being really, really mean. Because I mean, like, it, it's still a good game to play with friends. Everything's you know? good to play with friends. That's never an argument. God, you stupid Russian man. roulette. It's not. Russian roulette like, is much better with friends. <laughs> no. I mean, I don't know if simplicity is a good. I am not criticizing anything you say in argumentative form, so please don't shoot me for this. But I feel like calling something simple as like a premise for why a game isn't good, I don't know if that works because there's a lot of simple games that are super great. True, but this oh. isn't one of them as far as I'm concerned. It's Well, I'm stumped. <laughs> okay. All right. But here's the thing. This is why I wanted to bring this up because Dodger actually likes it and other people like it and... Usually, I can figure out why people like something. Usually. Uh, maybe I don't like it, but I can figure out why other people do. This one has me completely stumped. Like, I Ooh. cannot, for the life of me, figure it out. Question. I don't know if this is the type of person you are, but this is the type of person that I am. That if something is really, like, kind of, like, out of control popular, like, really quick, I automatically, like, the insecure hipster prick that I am, say that I don't want to play it, and I automatically hate it. The only that is TV. That's t uh, the only wow. game that... The only Is game that fuck? I haven't done that to, <laughs> the only game that I haven't done that towards was Undertale, and when I played it, I was like, oh yeah, I just, I just can't hate this game. But like, yeah, I could, I could imagine Death by Daylight being definitely like overhyped, but to call it, I mean, he, he played it before it got hyped up, really. To though. Call it garbage. I absolutely did play it before that. Yeah. Garbage? Yeah, he, was, he was the hipster. I mean, yeah, to, to call it garbage would be fair, considering how buggy it fucking is and the lack of features and how broke-ass that fucking game is. And yet so, people are still buying it in droves. Can I ask, because I, when you say that it's buggy, I actually don't know what you're talking about. There is a huge list of shit that's wrong with it. Hit me! Um, Look, in the couple of hours that we played, you know, I had to eventually leave Northern Lion's stream because the game was so broken that we couldn't even get into our own fucking lobbies. It doesn't have most of the features you'd even need to do that anyway, and that's assuming the lobbies actually work. Most okay. of the time, they're fucking down. I was getting constantly dropped from the game at random, and then getting told that I'd escaped. This is half of the you know half of the people on our uh, team were having the same problem with this. It is so incredibly unfinished. Like, it's so obvious just by even looking at it. That's fair, though. But if it's unfinished, do you think that is that has the potential to be a great game when it's finished? I'm, I'm trying to figure out how it would be because the game is fucking hide and seek. Yeah, nigga, that's hype. What? You know what? <laughs> hide and seek? See, that's you know how I hide and seek when you're. Bro, I'm. Yes, when I was five. I am a 26-year-old man, and I would love to play hide-and-seek. I'm just big as hell. I'm literally a colossal giant. People hide behind me. My left thigh weighs more than my roommate. And I can tell you right now, hide-and-seek on Steam sounds hype F. That sounds like something I want. So you, you're basically telling me the only reason you like it is because you're too fat to play hide-and-seek IRL, right? Yes. You fucking For me. Dick. Cool. I'm glad we, I'm glad we <laughs> got that out there. You are the worst person. I'm 6'6", six, six, Total Biscuit. There's nowhere that I can hide. That's a tall very, individual right there. A very, very thick tree or a car <laughs> or a train. Like, there's a lot of things that I can hide behind, but, like, not like a cupboard. 
But if, you know, hide and seek on Steam, now that's what I like. I don't know. I'm not, it's, I, I don't know. You've this asked, is why you've asked, I ask people to explain like why they like it. Times to explain myself, and I've yeah. said, I don't know. It's fucking fun, and you're not happy with that. No, so I'm that, not happy with that. He's it's just going to growl at you I'm, the whole time. Look, it's not, my internet life is not made up of playing games and explaining why I like them. <laughs> That's not what I do as part of my profession. I play games and I go, that was fun. Or I go, that wasn't Nailed fun. It. And then I walk <laughs> away. So when you ask me to explain, tell me specifically why you like this game. I can't. Well, Jesse, I, it's not like my shtick to know how to explain that. So, I mean, I'll take your word for it. And I mean, like, We've I. We've done good, kid. We've done good. <laughs> Wait, what the hell just happened? We work in the same office. Sorcery. Mostly. You guys are in the same place? <laughs> yeah. That was so cool. <laughs> Is he going back? Oh my God. Jesse. <laughs> that was so cool. Oh my God. It's the little things Magic. in life, you know? It feels like it's filling in some fucking little niche of something that could have been a Gary's Mod game mode, and these guys were first to market with it, and as a result, it somehow fucking took off. And I am still trying to figure out why it is fun, because to me, it is crouching and moving around very slowly, occasionally doing QTEs and trying not to get picked up and killed. How do you, uh, like... Do you, do you just have, like... Did you just never go to Disneyland? Like, have you <laughs> I fucking love Disneyland. This what is nothing like, like Disneyland. This is, if Disneyland just, was like dead by daylight, no, it would the be the worst of, thing in the universe. You're the kind of person. You're the kind of person to watch Pocahontas and be like, "This is absolute shit. You can't paint with the colors of the wind. That's impossible." Like, no, nigga, you can't. It has nothing to do with it. Let Pocahontas be her. It's okay? got nothing to do with it being it, unfucking he, realistic, bruh. Let people hide from a killer. Look, if we, if we want to be, look, you know why that game is good? I'll explain it to you, Biscuit Bear. It's really simple. Please, by all every, means. Every single time we watch these movies with white people, they're like, hello, and they walk in and they get themselves killed. We get to make our own choices now. If I see my friend struggling in the grass, help me. No, bitch, you shouldn't have gotten caught. See ya. I'm going to walk left. I'm going to hide because I'm going to survive. I get to make the choices. I ain't got to do none of that movie shit. That's why the game is good, because I could just say, actually, I'm not going to save you. Good luck, bitch. And that's why I like it. You are just little grump grump. Sounds like somebody might have taken a little too many L's, you know. But if you just played a little more, you could probably get better and win. But have a, have a heart. Like, have some sort of heart. I, oh, my God. Uh, Ego Raptor, if you're out there, can you make a TB grump grump? Make a little face. Make a little grump grump face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the game grumps have the best jingles ever and they're the cutest thing ever and i love them and they'll never like me tb is a member now he's grump grump you know what's sad oh. though is that now anytime somebody in the gaming space does a jingle everyone's like you trying to fucking copy game grumps now yeah, yeah. No, no, I was, like I was not, everybody. Hey, I'm welcome, I'm not welcome to the internet which is like, are you doing a Let's Play? Way to copy uh, this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to do a Let's Play, and then I realized that, uh, you know, I'm probably going to get irrelevant in like a year, so I'm just going to go out with a bang with Overwatch. Um, exactly, that's, that's all you need to do. Yeah. Go out with a bang. Yeah, go, go out with a bang. bang. And then walk into the ocean, let the tide yeah. take you out. And, the, and then you know what? <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'm going yeah. out. 
my last video, just like, it's time for me and my whale body to go back to where I belong. Yeah. Right I'm, just gonna, I'm just going to walk in the ocean and then I'm going to hire yeah. someone in the background to be like, in the arms. And then I have a little gum cat. Oh, no, no, no. I'm about about to, gum, gummy cat with me. I'm about, about to play gay fish. I'm about to be that. I'm a gay fish. That's that. I'm going to do the same thing as South Park. I'm just going to walk in there and be like, swimming around. I could actually swim. That's actually I'll be your auto tuner. Oh my god, thank you so much. So back wait, but Biscuit Barry is is a grump? I mean he's always been a little grump. He's grump grump. Yeah, he's just named Grump Grump. He should be like jump like grump squared, like (laughs) Yeah, Grump Grump. You know what you know what he said when I first met him? The second time actually I was talking to him. I thought Farsight was a good card. He yelled yelled at me for 24 minutes about why Farsight is a shit card. I mean, I feel like if you think something like that, it is telling of you as a person. He's just, just trying to like, that has to be a card enlighten and you. And the next card is reduced by three mana. It costs three to play. <laughs> yes, it costs three to play. And then you're the you kind have... of person that would get a payday loan and think it was a good deal. They're not good deals. No. I, I desperately, I, I just want, <laughs> I want the two of you to have a show where you're just roommates. <laughs> I would love living with Biscuit Bear. We would hang out every single day, bright and early, 8 a.m., and then we'd movies together. We'd go get our nails done, and we'd go to eat good food, and I'd have to make sure that he cooks it all the way or else he's going to get a tummy ache. And then, like, we'd have, like, it would be so fucking fun. I don't know. Oh, I want that so badly. More than you know. More than you know. Because I know, I know this to be true. The fact that he took 24 minutes out of his life to explain to you why you're wrong means he instantly liked you, which means that's a good show idea. He, well, Christ. to be fair, though, the first time me and Biscuit Bear met, he spent 34 minutes not looking at me and explaining to me why he thought my YouTube channel was good and that I should shut up and stop complaining. As for 34 minutes, that was at that was either BlizzCon or MLG. Oh, so it's kind of like that's so, that's so sweet. Most people have to pay for that privilege, by the way. Yeah, no, I was no. It, I mean, I I loved it. It just like, wow, like that was really, really, like really nice. I also felt kind of odd because like I've never had someone aggressively tell me that they liked myself. Listen <laughs> here, you fucking dumbass. I like your shit, up. and I'm like, you're great. Yeah, that's you need more confidence yeah. in yourself. Yeah, yeah, I, I, wow, that took me aback. TB's, TB's like that dwarf at the end of The Hobbit who's like, Bilbo Baggins, oh, I was, oh, I hate you so much, but you fucking saved us. Like, yeah, yeah that's TB. He's that like low-key him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only TB's allowed to ask him one question TV. a month, and so I've been saving mine. <laughs> For right now? For right now? Well, because I know that I can be really, really, really out of control, annoying. Just look at Reddit. So, but then like for Total Biscuit, I didn't want to like abuse that privilege. So I limit it to one serious question a month. And it's been working out pretty well, I think. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't like Death by Daylight. Uh (laughs) I was waiting. I was waiting for you to just put the button on this whole conversation. It was going to happen eventually. So let's talk about something that's not that. In uh, Dodger, you got to have played something that's not that game that's actually interesting to talk about. Um, I played Captain Forever Remix. Ah, oh, yeah, I want to play that. I haven't quite got around to it. Tell me about it. It's like a it's like a ship building roguelike. Um, yes. 
Look at my little angel. He doesn't really know how to. What are you? What are you? Nanny, what is happening? Well, that discussion's <laughs> fucked. Sorry, you're right. You're right. Um, you're, you're so right. it's a game where you like you start off with just a basic build of parts. So when you first open the game, the idea is that it's two kids who were playing space together. So it's like the older sister that you play, Captain Forever. And then the little brother is like the, the evil mastermind who's ruining the galaxy. So throughout the game, you're going through all of these different levels that are different planets, like the area around different planets. And you're trying to destroy other people's ships and then like take their parts and add them to your ship. So the idea is that you start off with a tiny ship and you end up with a big ship. Um, but your ship can get like busted apart as well. So you start off with all of these like tiny little pieces that are just like blocks to make up, you know, the, the base of the ship. And then you have thrusters and then you have uh, and then you have like your little guns and you can decide where you want to put all of that. And then uh, and then you get thrown into the first level and it's just like destroy a level two ship. You're like, okay, so you go around and there are lots of little level one ships that you can destroy and then take their bits and add them onto your ship. And then when you hit the level two ship, you're like, oh, some of those pieces are a higher level than the pieces on mine. So you can like replace them or just keep adding them on. Uh, but of course, the bigger that your ship gets, the harder it is to move it around. It becomes a little clunky. Originally, my first plan was if I just put guns all the way around my ship, then no matter where these dudes are, I'll be able to shoot them, right? But that made it so that my thrusters were like not very useful because I had nowhere to put them. So I was just kind of like slowly Stuck. rotating yeah. and I couldn't move very well. Uh, so yeah, eventually it was really cool because eventually I was like, okay, I'm starting to understand how I need to build this thing. Um, but it's very balance based in, term, in terms of how you move around. So if a big ship shows up and just like fires off half of your ship, then when you try to get away, your ship's just like pulling to one side a lot because half of your thrusters are gone, right? So it's, it's interesting. It's really fun. Uh, and I like that the further you get, you unlock different sets. So like the first one is just like the really basic ship set, but then you can start with a sniper set that gives you a, a dead eye ability so that you can see like where each of your guns is going to fire. Um, and then the next set is one that's heavy damage. So it's got like, like cool spinny lasers and stuff that can hit all over the place. And that one's super fun. So my um, understanding is that yeah. like when, when something gets fucking blown off your improvised ship, like it's gone for good. Do you have to replace it like mid fight? Like, do you like putting yeah. together a Lego so you, ship? You have to, you have to run away. You have to run away and find okay. a ship that you can still take out with what you have left and be able to grab those pieces. And also, okay. uh, in a couple of random spots, you can't see it on a map or anything. Uh, there are going to be little chests that you can break apart, and those will have pieces in them too. Um, but it's kind of a crapshoot whether or not you'll even find those. So for the most part, it's just it behooves you to find like a really teeny ship and blow it up, and then take those parts and try to try to just balance your ship back out. But like in those moments where you're sitting there, like, okay, I'm going to put this part here and put this part here a dude could really easily just roll up and start shooting at you again. It sounds and then you're really fun, actually. It's really fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. And like I said, the first time that I played it, I made really terrible choices about how I built my ship. And I was like, this game is like so fucked up. Like, I can't even figure out how to move. Like, I'm not doing any damage. Sounds like, like you were just shitting it. It turns out that, yeah, I was just being an idiot. And then once I, once I, you know, sort of revamped my concept of what a ship should be like... 
uh, I I did a lot better with it. So yeah, I think that game is really fun. Yeah, I, I've that's been sitting on my hard drive for weeks. So I haven't played it yet, and I should because that mm-hmm. that seems like it's right in my alley. Yeah, it's pretty cute. I like the theme as well that it's like little kids playing spaceships, basically. Yeah, I was happy that I assumed at the beginning when they were establishing the game, I assumed it was going to be kids that get abducted by aliens or something like that. And I love that it's all happening in their imagination. Oh, okay, yeah. That makes sense. Um, I, I think it's just really cute. It's just like these two little kids who are like, let's play space! And then you're thrown into the game. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, so yeah, the interactions wind up being really fun. The aliens that you see are literally just like animals in space costumes, just like, and then you blow up their ships and take their stuff and they're really offended and it's adorable. (laughs) There's like such a cool art style and just a really fun tone to the whole thing. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's on the list of (laughs) stuff I need to play. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Uh, trying to think what else. I played uh, a couple of things on console, which is a rare fucking event. Mm. Like what? what uh, well, new Guilty Gear, for one thing. Oh, yeah. What's what? Uh, what's changed in it? They added uh, in- I mean, it's kind of like just an expansion, really. They, they have yeah. improved the engine a bit, but it's Guilty Gear Exert Revelator, um, which is a standalone release. Kind of like, um, remember how Super Street Fighter 4 was? Like, where it's like, yeah. hey, we've added a bunch of new characters and improved some stuff, but, you know, you can still buy it separate. It's kind of like that. Uh, you know, they've, they've got a couple of different modes and things like that. There's one thing I want to, like, talk about with Guilty Gear is the, they fucking completely redone the way that they try and teach you how to play a fighting game in that game. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Sky, I know you play a decent amount of fighters as well, right? I mean, you play I a do. shitload of Smash and all sorts of things like that. Um, <clears throat> the issue with... Yes? Smash is uh, a little less of a fighter. Um, I'm, with really? you on you think so? I'm with you on this you think so, so well okay well here we go okay yeah yeah i think there's a difference between a brawler versus a fighter right so, i mean i don't think it's a smash, brawler. smash is like a is fighter with an asterisk uh, uh or asterisk i don't even know how to say that word but you got it. I'm, it, I'm behind you i'm, be, I'm in your court you got it it's a, it's a fighter it's a fighter with an asterisk and the asterisk says hey um it's it's kind of like a fighter it's just missing some key elements of depth that make it a real 2d fighter there's like there's a lot of depth that is brought from the genre but it's not the same depth that you know a 2d fighter might bring um a traditional 2d fighter such as actually um using and executing frame traps uh corner pressure frame data to be honest um a lot of hey you're telling me that people don't analyze frame data with smash because i mean i don't know a huge amount about the competitive smash community but i'm pretty sure they do they do. No, no, they, they, they definitely do. Um, all the best players know most of their frame data. But the problem is that Smash players, um, they, don't, they don't know exactly why frame data is important. They might know that a move comes out on frame three, but they don't know why that makes sense. Like, why, like what is plus two or minus two on block? Like, they don't understand that in this game. Oh, and uh, thanks to Zero, uh, the best player in Smash 4 currently, and a few others, they have completely bastardized and ruined the term frame trap, which <laughs> is the most annoying thing that I've had to endure. Um, what is a frame trap for those that don't know? So an actual frame trap is essentially um, making it so that when you hit your opponent's block and they're able to do a move, while their move is coming out, you have enough frame advantage so that when you throw out another move, it's going to interrupt their move 
thus giving you a counter hit. And counter hits in Street Fighter make it so that they're stunned longer so you can do different combos that you normally couldn't do on a normal hit. The reason why this doesn't exist in Smash is because at no point in time when you are hit, do you get more hits done if you are in the middle of a move? The only time that works is when you're in the middle of a smash attack and you get hit. It's a 1.5 knockback. But other than that, frame traps in that sense don't work. Many people have bastardized this term in smash by saying that, oh, because this person air dodged and I had all this person's uh, options covered, that's a frame trap. So it's just not. It's a trap. But that's yeah, just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's more about the idea of like you are luring this person into the false sense of like oh i can press this like i can get one more attack in correct and then you then you counter hit them for like yeah yeah the thing is like i mean to me this all sounds like the kind of principles that a regular fighting game would have the the fact that smash doesn't execute it the same way doesn't mean that it's not a fighting game it's true it's very similar in most of the kind of core principles of how the game works Oh, sort of, though. It's similar in the sense that two people beat the shit out of each other, but it's dissimilar in the se in another sense that, well, the, the, the win conditions are completely different. The win conditions in a 2D fighter traditionally is to get their HP to zero. The win conditions in Smash are to get them to the blast zone. Now, this creates a whole new level of depth and dynamic play, especially like in Melee, which is, you know, easily the best Smash game iteration hands down by far. You have a lot of depth with your movement options and pressure. And even though in Smash 4, it's less prevalent, it's still there. But in 2D Fighters, you have like different strategies for like corner pressure. You have different mind games when it comes to anti-airs. Jumps are more absolute. So in Smash 4 or in Melee, jumps are like you, like you can use them a lot sporadically. And you, you can air dodge to the floor. In like a 2D Fighter, it's like when you jump, you, you, bro, you better have a plan. Like <laughs> You better do something in that air or else you're about to get hit. Uh, cross-ups don't exist in smash really because your block is this circle and i know this is like boring for everybody i'm so sorry but like that's just the what i wanted to bring up that i i do believe they're both fighting games but i don't believe that smash is a tradition can be compared too much to a traditional 2d fighter like guilty oh, Gear. i like mean street i agree fighter. with that definitely yeah and, i just think the genres why, may be a bit wider than just is it like street fighter i all right but i also feel like smash is just its own genre of fighters of like Absolutely. a brawler. It's certainly a subgenre of it. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, with that, that that we have made that we have made into a competitive game, a game that originally was not supposed to be competitive. That is also true. It's a party yeah. game that became have, competitive. So, so what I'm saying is that uh, you know games like Street Fighter, which had the air of competition built and engineered into them, you have games like Melee and you have games like Smash Four that we have dissected and dismantled and dilapidated into this like a bunch of smaller pieces, tessellated it back into this mock 2D fighter-esque sort of thing. So while we're not really a traditional fighter, we have recreated the game so that we can be competitive and we've made our mark in that way. And I think that's why we're close to being a 2D fighter, but I'll always put that star in the corner because there are just some key, a, a bunch of key, pivotal, very noticeable differences. But that's just my opinion. Sounds about right. So oh. back to Guild Gear for a second. Uh, we agreed? Well, yeah. I mean, what oh. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go back to Guild Gear, whatever. I don't care. Yes. So I'm... Um, one of the, the problems I think that traditional fighters, you know, let's call them traditional fighters, because Smash doesn't have as much of this problem, although, you know, obviously at a very high level, it's fucking hard to play. But mm -hmm. I think, like, almost anyone can dive into Smash, whereas a lot of people can't really dive into, especially online, any sort of traditional fighter like Street Fighter uh, or any of the Arc System Works stuff or anything like that. Uh, Guilty Gear, uh, 
has a really different way of teaching you how to play a fighting game. I, I've seen a lot of different games over the last few years, like uh, Street Fighter 4, or more specifically stuff like Skullgirls, Killer Instinct, um, and even the original Guilty Gear Exerd had all pretty solid tutorials. But they're <laughs> like, they are crazy in terms of the how long they are. Because like, a Guilty Gear Exerd's tutorial has like 65 stages. You know, and uh, Killer Instinct, they explain everything in exhaustive detail. But what they don't do is try a different method of teaching. A lot of these mm. games will say, they'll explain what something is. It's like, all right, uh, this is what a cross-up is. Uh, this is how you do it. We're now going to kind of give you a scenario and you can kind of do a cross-up. And when you do it successfully, move the next one. And it's just like, it's overloading you with information a lot of the time. Right. The way X, uh, Revelator does it, is that instead of setting up the traditional, here's another guy on the screen, execute this move on him, it turns it almost into a platformer. It doesn't put another dude on the screen. It puts <clears throat> obstacles on the screen, and it teaches you by, um, sort of almost by metaphor, like by, uh, oh God, it's so hard to explain. Let me see if I can pull this up on the screen, because like it's uh, really hard to explain without showing you. Uh, so let me see. Guilty Gear, uh, As a reminder, Guilty Gear has, for those of you who are watching right now, Guilty Gear has always done whatever the fuck it wants. Their uh, single player mode of Guilty Gear Exerd was literally just a visual novel. It is not a fighting game single player at all. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, all right. So I'm going to bring up Maximilian's video on this because he made a video recently called Best, uh, you know, Best Tutorial Ever. Look at what's going on, on the screen right now and tell me, like, does this look like a fucking fighting game tutorial? The answer is no. There's fucking balloons on the screen. You're being asked to walk through them. There's elements where there's platforms that you've got to jump over. And instead of just saying, you know, this is a thing you can do in a fighting game, it, it teaches you through something similar, but more familiar to, like, different genres. You know, so right now what you're seeing is it's explaining how, you know, it's saying jump over the blocks. By doing this, it's explaining how to do high jumps and also how to do double jumps and do so reliably. Uh, this one right here is... Uh, a part where you've got to dash through fucking fire traps on the bottom of the screen. And this is, of course, teaching you how to dash quickly and how to effectively dash when you need to without there being too much of a delay to it. Instead of telling you just do an air dash, it's saying, no, you have to avoid the spikes in order to successfully execute this. And it keeps hammering it into you almost. It's teaching you muscle memory. More so than right. anything else. That's what I found. Instead of teaching you techniques just by explaining what they are, it's for—it's almost like forcing, brute forcing that knowledge into your head through repeated muscle memory that is familiar to people that have played different genres. That's maybe the best way to explain it. Um, and uh, what I found, which was really damn helpful, is that one of the issues that I have with fighting games is learning moves in fighting games, especially combos. The way that they present it is often through, they will say, punch kick, heavy punch, uh, heavy kick, etc. instead of giving you the fucking buttons. And that, you know, it, it, that kind of drive drove me up the wall a lot of the time. Uh, because it's like, well, I want to know what it is, like square, triangle, or X, Y, etc. Why won't you tell me that? Uh, the way that this game does it, it's fucking hammers you so much with these different little um, objectives that say, hey, you've got to hit... Um, you know, hit S, he has a heavy punch. You've got to do this in a certain amount of time and it'll bring them up on the screen. It'll just keep drilling it into you over and over and over and over again until you finally fucking realize what that, what that is and you stop associating it with square triangle X. You start associating mm -hmm. it with punch, heavy punch, etc., etc. 
Mm. And I, for me anyway, I found it to be a much more effective teaching tool than the way that any other fighting game has done it before. And is it perfect? Probably not, but it really got a lot of these concepts into my head. And more to the point, it forced me to be able to do them properly, to do it effectively, to do it in the right amount of time, where it would be useful in a competitive match. Because there's no point in me knowing all these fucking combos if I can't execute them quickly enough in the right situation. And I found no tutorial has taught me how to do that, with the exception of this one, because right. of its different way of teaching. You know? I'm sure there's a way to really break down how it teaches... Uh, in a very technical way, but you know that's kind of the best way that I can express it anyway, and I found it very effective. Hmm. So it's, I, um, think, I, think that's cool. I think that you're right that it's kind of hard to access um, some fighters on a competitive level. The ladder is so hard, and it's like the ladder to get like even decent or competent is very hard. And I do appreciate the way the Guilty Gear one about it, especially the way that you talked about it. But I mean, I think. I guess it's just different strokes for different folks. I just like learning hard shit. I just like playing hard characters that <laughs> require a lot of buttons and that looks cool as fuck. Like that's my, you know, what I do. But. No, I don't think, you know, obviously everybody doesn't learn it in the same way. Like, mm -hmm. and I think what's interesting is that this game has decided we're going to try and teach you in a different way that might work better for some people instead of doing what a lot of fighting games have done up to this point. And I appreciate that. You know, I think that it's a good way to really get used to the fundamentals and uh, really learn your bread and butter stuff. It, it just, it worked for me. I'm not saying it will work for everybody, but like for me in particular, I found this tutorial much easier to absorb than other ones. At the very least, this looks like, because my problem is when I'm doing a really long tutorial, I get bored out of my mind. Yeah. And this looks like it's actually really engaging. It is. You also know, the, music, the music's great. It's that like, helps. it's just yeah. wailing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> guilty gear music is always top tier yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. i yeah. just like the story like uh I, I love the story just like going to like story mode and just seeing exactly what characters do what i just i love that shit love yeah it. you have um also uh the just incredible character design in that game i've always loved mm -hmm. the guilty gear art style everyone back to uh i think you know, the first guilty gear game i played was on the dreamcast and it was just like i have never seen a 2d anything not even just a fighting game any 2d game that looked this fucking good you know yeah. and what is insane is that they've maintained that in a 3d engine this is the unreal 3 engine and it now it still looks like an amazing hand-drawn piece of uh art you know yeah uh it's so yeah it, i i i've i've not been playing a huge amount of it i i really need to just sit down and actually play a lot of it online and all that but I, I feel compelled to do it because I feel more confident because Guild Gear is one of the more complicated fighting games. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I but I feel more confident to take on the online stuff because of the way that it taught me how to how to do that bread and butter stuff and how it drilled it in my head now that I can just execute that four button combo without even thinking about it, you know? And it took mm. me a long time to get that way in Street Fighter. You know, there was a couple of different combos and sort of just doing things naturally and doing things very reactively without thinking about them. It took me a long time to learn how to do that. And I still suck at Street Fighter, but I feel like this is maybe like jump-started that process. So mm -hmm. I thought it was I thought it was really cool how it tried to do it. Uh, the other game that I played a bunch of on console that uh, was the remaster of Odin Sphere. Yeah. Mm, that, I mean, Odin Sphere was really amazing to begin with, you know, 
awesome art style. It was a side-scrolling RPG set in a sort of weird Japanese interpretation of Norse mythology, you know, and you played a bunch of different characters. The first one's sort of a Valkyrie, and it had a, a brawler style to it where, you know, you'd beat up a bunch of dudes kind of like um, Golden Axe or whatever or Castle Crashers, but it had that RPG aspect. And it also had the fucking mm. weirdness that all those uh, games have, the uh, Vanillaware games, where, like, they're obsessed with cooking shit for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know why, but, you know, you play a lot of Odin Sphere games. You play Muramasa. Uh, I think Dragon's Crown has an element of that as well. And Odin Sphere in particular, it's like, we love making you cook things for some reason. And in Odin Sphere, you could fucking grow your own plants in the middle of the battlefield and harvest them and then turn them into a recipe which will give you a buff and experience and all that kind of weird shit. Uh, <laughs> and they never really gave a fuck as to common sense. And I, I love that about it. And they re-released Odin Sphere on PlayStation 4. It's also on PS3 and Vita. They polished up the art style. They It runs at a full 60 FPS, which is great. They put some more content in it. Uh, they've got both... Uh, Japanese and English voice acting, which is good because the English on the original was not brilliant. It sounded a bit silly, but it's it's beautiful. Like the game is gorgeous, and it's got so much fucking depth to it. And there's so many weird things that don't exist in other games. Weird mechanics that are just there, and it's like, yeah, we we just decided we want to fucking include this because we thought it was cool. And it's like, great, <laughs> I accept that. That's. So I've been playing a bunch of that. I think I like everything VanillaWare puts out. Um, I love Dragon's Crown. I love Muramasa. And if you haven't played o Odin Sphere, this is a good time to do it. Absolutely awesome looking game. I just have to play more games. Yeah, man. That's what it sounds like to me. Oh, I'm God. Odin Sphere is so good. Right yeah, do it. The game is great. So yeah, played, played that. So those are kind of the two console games I played a bunch of. Um, did any of you guys wind up playing TikTok Bang Bang? No, that's by the guys no. that made what is it, drunken robot pornography? I think oh, was the name I have of that no game. Idea what else they've made? Um, I just know that it it sort of pitched itself as like super hot. <laughs> so I uh, I played it, and it is kind of like super hot okay. in a lot of ways. It's super hot. It's base. Yeah the the idea of it instead of it being you know like a Oh, you're inside of a computer and all that it's um that you are a stunt actor or actress okay who can control time so in terms of like the action of the game it's exactly like super hot it's like there are all these different types of enemies you start moving things show up you have to like pick up ammo you start off with a gun, but you have to like pick up ammo and stuff in order to shoot all of these different types of enemies. But if you're moving, everything else is moving. So it's like that exact same concept. And I feel like, I feel like super hot did it better. Um, so for anybody who is curious about TikTok bang, bang, I enjoyed super hot more. Uh, they're like, so extremely similar. It's just that TikTok bang, bang has uh, a, I would say a greater use of colors and things like, like there are lots of, it doesn't of... take much considering super hot has what literally three of them, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, the, you know, there's it is like... a very colorful looking game. It seems there's like I'm watching different... the trailer. There's a bit more like platforming and movement based shit, you know, cause I'm seeing a lot of jump over this jump over that, you know, super hot mm -hmm. had a sequence where you jumped over a fucking car that was coming at you, but it was, it was not 
key to the gameplay. That didn't happen a lot. A lot of this seems like there's dodge a, a bunch of, of moving vehicles, jump onto platforms. Yeah. yeah. That seems that, that what distinguishes the two. Mm-hmm. Did, did it... So here's the thing, and, and, and this is sort of weird inside baseball stuff because it's like, yeah, I'm going to talk about the history of Dejaban games because you don't fucking know anything about that. Uh, mm-hmm. They made um, something called uh, One, Two, Three, Kick It, Drop That Beat Like an Ugly Baby. Yep. Right, okay. That is the name of the video game. Sure, okay. All uh, right, they also made, yes. No, I'm, I'm not kidding, Sky. I'm not making this shit up. <laughs> like bars, though. I sound like a fucking insufferable hipster even saying those words, but they, they made that. They also made a game called Arg, A Reckless Disregard for Gravity, and I think they're responsible for um, drunken robot pornography. They make some weird shit, is all I'm right. saying, and they also right. don't finish their games a lot. Like, you know, Kick It is still in development. There's a bunch of stuff like that. Did this feel like a complete finished experience to you, or is it, you know, very much this is an early access game and it's clearly not done it, yeah, it, it felt like a finished game to me. Cool. Um, there were no elements of it that felt rocky, really. Right. It, it felt clean to play. Um, and I did like that there were so many different types of things. Like, like we were saying, dodging is like a huge aspect of it. So there are like weird alien creatures, again, inside of the, the movie-verse. Yeah. Uh, there are all these like things that like shoot discs at you and all kinds of stuff like that. And I don't know, I don't know what it was about this game that that didn't feel as engaging as Super Hot because there is like a lot more to do. There's a lot more variety in this game, I think. But I think with Super Hot, it felt like I had to think a lot more about what I was doing, you know? Whereas in this game, it felt like I could make a lot of mistakes and be fine. <laughs> so you felt like this game was very reactive, whereas there was a lot more planning in Super Hot. I, f- I felt like when I played Super Hot, if I fucked up even a little, I was dead. Okay. Um, and in this game, it felt like, oh, if I fuck up, then it's it's fine. I'll just hide behind this thing and then pop back out and then shoot it, right? Like, there were very rare moments where um, it where it felt like I was going to be punished for making the wrong choice. All right. So. Cool. Yeah. So it's, it's a fun game. It's yeah. a fun game, but it made me want to play super hot. <laughs> yeah. Deja Band make weird shit. Like, if you don't know that, they, they make some crazy stuff. They're, they're a weird studio, but I appreciate weird studios, you know? Fuck, the, the prototype for Arg, a reckless disregard for gravity, was seven fucking years ago. Ah, it, it is it's that did they are they the p- people that made vr the pirate game as well are they the oh same? my god I, I, no i'm deadly serious there is a game called vr um VR. Oh, and it, it's god. a vive game i don't know what the fuck it is but please tell me it's the same company that would just be so wonderful if it was VR. Arr. i just discovered the uh, so he has another obscure fucking i am super smart look at how fucking hipster i am with the games that i know game um the polynomial yeah that game uh uh-huh. has just released uh the second polynomial has come to early access that game was a fucking like eye blistering music-based mind trip of like oh the, all the colors i have eaten all the drugs that game's in vr now okay yep uh i am intrigued to see what happens when you play that game in vr that 
that will probably be a wonderful color riot and crazy shit. <laughs> Everything in VR is pretty fantastic. I'm not gonna lie. It mm. is. You can you can improve a lot of shit by just putting it in VR, even if it's terrible <laughs> or simple or whatever. It's like, no, it's cool because you're in VR and you feel like you're there. It's like, no, this, like if this game wasn't in VR, it would be awful. Like That's what's would... weird, right? Is um, there were a couple of games that I watched a friend play on Vive, and I was like, "That game looks like garbage." Shit. Yeah. And then when I put the VR headset on, I was like, "Whoa!" Yep. <laughs> it's weird. Yep. It's like such a new feeling for us that like even the shittiest game feels so yep. exciting. Yep. No, it's it's so true. Like I believe that a lot of game developers are getting away with the fact that it's VR. Like. If this game were in any other platform, it'd be terrible. But as long as I can move around the room, bro, you're right. That's how I feel because yeah. I love VR. I'm just a sucker for every game that comes out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's also why there's a lot of very basic games coming out, especially on Steam right now for Vive. And you know what? I Stuff like um, Lightblade is a great example of that. It's a, literally a four fucking dollar experience that is... You get a light, a light blade. It's a lightsaber. It sounds like a lightsaber. It looks like a lightsaber. The whole point of it is just deflect the fucking drone shots. That's it. That That's all it is. And if this was not in VR, people would fucking hate it and say it was a piece of shit. But because it's in VR and you know it's exploiting that cool little fantasy and I can fucking, you know, I can get one of my fucking Vive controllers and I can shoot up my lightsaber and I can drag it along the floor and there'll be sparks and shit. I'm just like, this was absolutely worth the $4 I spent. No <laughs> doubt. No fucking doubt. Yeah. Just, just to tap into a little bit of my fucking childhood again, it was totally worth it. Yeah. I hope that like, my, my biggest concern for VR right now is that these game developers don't get complacent with the fact that just because there isn't a space like, or, or just because there's such an open space for all of these like low effort games, even though they're fun, I really hope people start still pushing the limits of VR. Like for example, Vanishing Realms, I think is the absolute it's best great. five game, almost hands down. I mean, Audio Shield's my, perfect, my, my personal favorite. Audio Shield's pretty good. I'm an audio file, all I do is listen to music, but uh, Vanishing Realms, <clears throat> Raw Data, uh, those are just phenomenal games that that's what I believe that's what VR should be. Vanishing Realms is just everything we wanted to do in an RPG. Now it absolutely get... is. You know, the moment yeah. where I fucking I had the torch in my hand and it wasn't lit and this is the torch. Yeah. And I just like, if I reach out to the fire and I'm like it it fucking lit. Like yep. <laughs> it's yep. like this this is this is the yeah, at that point i was just like that is the future of fucking video games right there what I got just, me was when i fought my first skeleton like yeah the combat as well yeah it, god when the, when damn. the sword comes down i'm like i don't have a shield but like if i block this bitch ass well, <laughs> yeah yeah there was a moment in space pirate trainer where i had that as well like where I had to completely rewrite what I thought about how a video game works. Because yeah? mm -hmm. in Space Pirate Trainer, you got your two vibes, your controllers, and these are your guns. And I was just like, and I, I died in that game. I'm like, how do I, how do I like defend against this? Is there like a button I have to press? And, so, and eventually I realized, wait, I can just move. I can just yeah. move out of the way. Yeah. Like, I was like, what? 31 years of fucking my life has told me that that's not how you play video games. <laughs> and I yeah. just had to fucking throw all of that out of the window 
and think like a human for a second. And it, weirdly enough, it brings you to this realization that video games are fucking stupid. Like, they are. They're just, they're so well, dumb. The podcast. Thanks for watching. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of what we have learned playing video games is completely anti-intuitive silliness, you know, arbitrary that exists for those games to work. And that's all totally fine. That doesn't mean that they're not great, but video games are stupid. A lot, a lot of them are. And, you know, having something like that where I just did the thing which made sense and it worked was revelatory. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. It's... it's- you know? I could not stop playing that longbow game. Oh god! Like I, yeah. I I don't know how much time I spent playing that game, but I was completely addicted to it to the point where I was like, my arms hurt. Like the yeah. I can see the bow shaking when I hold it because my arms hurt so bad. But I was like, but it's so fucking fun. Like there's just something about VR right now that's crazy. And I don't think that there's I don't I don't feel the same concern about about game companies like just trying to skirt by with really basic games because like like in any other game type or game media they're going to be trying to outdo each other right right so right now i feel more like these games that are coming out are conceptual they're like mm-hmm. let's see if this works and if it's it does work yeah right you know, yeah, and that's why they're they're such small experiences or games that don't really have you know an end state at all. Yeah. They're just it's like we're just like, gonna try and do one thing and see if we can get it to work properly. Like because yeah. a lot of it is like they're having to build mechanics and gameplay loops from the ground up mm-hmm. with really no no prior basis because a lot of the stuff that works in regular games doesn't necessarily work in VR. You notice um, there's a thing about E3 that I noticed, and you guys probably noticed it as well that. When they were showing off a lot of these VR games, uh, stuff like Serious Sam VR and Killing Floor VR, that it was like you're standing on a platform with two guns and shooting waves of incoming stuff. Like that that is currently their kind of shitty solution to making first person shooters in VR. Because if you make a, a regular first person shooter in VR, it makes people sick. It mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't work. Um well, you, Jesse, you played um Resident Evil, Sky. Did you play yeah, that as well just... at, at E3 or? No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, nope. <laughs> I I don't blame that's you. What, that's how I feel. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, yeah, but... they they was like, oh yeah, we gonna put you know Resident Evil in VR. I said you will not find my black ass nowhere. In the <laughs> horror game. You must have lost your goddamn mind. I said nope, nope. I nope out of that so quick. When we play horror games in this house, I'm always at least twenty feet away under a blanket. Mm-mm, nope. That's where they get you. You're away from the group. That's where they get you. Yeah, go. That's fine. It's real to me. Like that five nights at Freddy's, everybody was like, ha ha, that was fun. Click. No, I'm in my room like Freddy about to kill my ass. I'm scared as fuck. No, I don't do that. Mm -mm. Sorry. Jesse, tell Uh, me a bit about Resident Evil Fiat. Because it seemed to me, now, you know what? You explain it. You've actually fucking played it. What uses my input? So so Resident Evil, the minute I got in there, the first thing they said to me was like, so we've had a few people get sick today. Um, just be, let us know, raise your hand if you're feeling nauseous. So immediately I'm like, what do they mean? Like, because the game's scary or because they're, they're having VR sickness? Like they're like motion sickness. Right. right. And so um, I think the biggest problem that I had with the demo is they made us sit down in like an old rickety chair 
and because you're sitting in a demo where you're standing and moving, I did have a little bit of queasiness there. It wasn't like a lot, but I found that if I moved my head and looked around like this, instead of using the controller, it was a lot less. So the more interactive I was, me physically, the less I was like queasy about it. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and, and what system was this? Uh, this is PSVR. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay. And yeah, because so, that, that doesn't have the room scale movement shit that Vive has, right? There's nothing like yeah. that with it. And so yeah. I was like, you walk around, but go on, sorry. It's 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 it was it was a it was a pleasant, unpleasant experience. Like I was not okay with like I was being very sky about the whole thing, like nope, nope. No, like there was Slime. a moment there's I think I actually posted a video of this. There's a moment where you are the cameraman for two like ghost hunters in the house and at, with the camera he's like oh where'd that guy go we gotta find him and you're looking around for one of your buddies and you find a hole in the ground and i looked like down physically down before their characters were doing stuff and there's literally a dude in the back corner facing a wall and i'm like mm. nope this is fucking blair witch nope. yep nope. Preach. And then the, the game literally makes you start climbing down. Like, no, yep. no, he's <laughs> down there. Yep. Me and, and Jesse are the same people. And so, of course, from that point, I'm like, oh, well, we're all dead now. This is stupid. Yep. So but it's I think the thing that made the demo really, really fun for me wasn't the VR aspect of it, because after a while I was I had to fight my own nature to play it like a normal game and actually move around or else I probably would have gotten sick, too. Did it I feel like it was designed like a normal game? Because, I mean, that no, game it, is also playable outside of VR, isn't it? it? It felt like PT. Like, it feels exactly like this is only a... It's not even a snippet of a game. It's a... It's We're going to... Like, we created this separately as right. something... Concept. Yeah, as like a concept. Um, and so there was a lot to it that I was like, oh, this is this is cool. This is neat. There's moments where it really uses the VR to get you like as you're facing things or doing things. Um, there's one really great, great uh, sort of like shock moment where you are in this room with mannequins. And um, when you go and read this letter, you pull a letter up to your face, you read it. When you put it down, you turn, there's a mannequin like right behind you all of a sudden. And I was like, Oh shit, that got me. But then at the same mannequins. time, it uses, it forgets that like, it's so hard to explain. The basic just is at some points it uses the fact that you're there, right? You're there in person to get you scared. So you pull up a letter, you turn around, there's a mannequin. Other times, there's one time I'm watching a video. The video, and it's like, it does the VR thing. So you're like watching the video. The video ends. I look down, there's a note now on the, like right in front of me on the table. And I was like, wait, I'm supposed to believe that I was so fucking infatuated with this video. I didn't notice the monster man come around and leave me a note right in front of me. <laughs> uh -huh. It's moments like that that immediately took me out. So I feel like as a dev, you need to have that balance between what is like what would work in a normal game and what would work in VR. Because the minute that happened, I was like, wait, hold up. I, I What? And as a player, I was like, that's not okay. Interesting. But other moments, things happened that really worked well in VR, and it, it was thrilling. I was like, oh, shit, this is not cool. And and I enjoyed it. Like, running from a monster, solving puzzles in VR was a lot of fun. Uh, and fun, I mean, oh, my God, fuck this thing. But um, 
Yeah, yeah, no. Then, but but then it was the little tiny things. There were little moments where I was just like, in a normal video game, this would have been like a cool little scene. But in a game where you're playing VR, it, you're immediately like, well, that, like, what? Hmm. I'm right here. I'm in the game. Yeah. Like, me as a human being would have noticed this monster is like, Hey, I'm gonna leave you this letter, thanks, bye. What an interesting <laughs> idea that games can't get away with as much bullshit when you put them in VR. It, now that's, yeah, screw it, let's make that comparison, because why the fuck not? It's like when porn went HD. Oh, you know, okay. You, you notice Weird. the blemishes more. You know, yep. they've got to be a bit more careful with certain aspects of the makeup and all sorts of things like that, you know? Absolutely. Look, speaking of, that, that VR porn line... At E3, was, I was not there, but I saw fucking, all the pictures. All right, so, it is hilarious uh, that that was even there. I, yes, I, I can't imagine they, they didn't show a full-on porn experience. No, at no, E3, no, they, did they? All right, yeah. All right, so they? here's the best part. So I was my my appointment was not with them, but it was with a booth next door. It was a, there was a Warhammer booth right next door. So I went to that, and on the way there, um, I see this massive line. I was like, oh, fuck, oh no, what is this for? And I turn and look and it's for like virtual America. And it's like all these porno titles. And there's maybe like 300 people waiting for this thing. And everyone's taking photos and cracking up and having a good time. And it's five or six dudes with the VR on and like doing this and like, like, oh my God, no, no, I couldn't no, 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 so, no. <laughs> Of course, immediately I tweeted at them, like, look, I don't want to wait in line, but I will gladly take a free demo, right? Like, you send me all the demos you want, and no response. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, the line was huge, and everyone oh. was losing their mind about this shit. It was so funny. So the best part is I'm over at Warhammer. Even at the – so it was like a presentation thing. They were showing us the game. Even in, like, the five or six of us who were there – Everyone was still kind of paying attention to the other. I felt so bad for those guys because they were there trying to show. That's why you do not want to put your booth right next to the Nobody VR porn guys. That, yeah. I felt so bad. They were just like, yeah, so, you know, Inquisitor, it's like, you know, no one cared. Everyone was so busy, like, trying to figure oh, out what was happening. Guys. Yeah, I it was, that. Oh, no, my heart. Yeah, it was sad. I was like, oh. I feel like but, if they were them, they'd understand, though. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't beat porn. We, <laughs> we as a horny That's society, That's trying to, we got, we've got the top scientists trying to make you feel the realest titties you can for no money down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can't be VR born. So, I that mean, was, I, it drives technology. It, it drives innovation. Because, because yeah, it, that's actually not a joke a, either. Yeah, you were able to do like VR porn. Like if I could just see the mountain from Game of Thrones just with no clothes, like I'm, I'm buying that shit. It anymore. was. It was the biggest crowd I saw the except for the like old Zelda guys. line. Except Zelda, yeah, yeah. Except I imagine. For, I was to say, except for Zelda, which was insane, and old guys in suits watching young girls do the dance of the, like dancing at the Ubisoft booth for uh, just dance. That's terrible. Except for those two crowds, every, that was the biggest crowd there. I was like, this is nuts. <laughs> this is what people care about. And it was yeah. the best part was it's just like all good porn. It was like seedy and in the back corner, way in the back, and like the far corner where no one would notice unless you went over there. I was like, this is this sums up everything, everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. And I think the crazy thing that really I was like, all right, imagine that line, right? Like three hundred people. Those were three hundred people that were willingly like, yeah, I'm about to go see some VR porn, bitch. Yeah. But like, <laughs> you know, think about all the people that were too embarrassed to do it. But how many people will do it in the comfort of their own home? Bruh. Oh, yeah. 
99 percent of the people that I'd imagine. Yeah. There were the crazy. The, the thing that I thought was most against like type. I went there and and was laughing about how uh, that it was you know just this huge line of guys who were like yeah porn. There were a lot of women in that line, like a great Gosh. deal of women in that line. I was like. This, this is this is gonna sell VR. The future. It's the future. I would imagine. No, I would imagine they're going in there be like, you know what? If my boyfriend gets this, let me just exactly see what the fuck he's gonna look at. And I bet they're just they're really trying to get an eye for how they gonna slam their boyfriends for this. That's my. I don't think so. I don't think, think so. What do you think? What do you think? Tell me. Oh I, baby, no! I'm just playing uh, Resident Evil. Yeah, I think I think they just want to know because they want to like, yeah, yeah, they want to know like, wait a minute, now I tried this demo. I know what it looks like. Don't think you slick, bitch. But that's that's you know that my jealous ass would do that for sure. <laughs> my, my, yeah, no, no man. my man, my man ain't playing no VR. That boy, I'm, I better see exactly what's on that damn screen. <laughs> mm. I think. I, I, I think it doesn't matter what's on there, like what bits are being shown. I think everybody's curious about VR porn. Everybody. everybody, everybody like, regardless it. of whether or not you want to touch a titty, like you want to touch a VR titty just to see what's going on there. What's, 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 considering that most people here point. own a VR headset that they're pretending, that's oh it. yeah, we're very curious about what this could be like. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what that's like. Mm. I'll take my free demo, Virtual America. Me sign me up. Virtual America. <laughs> hey, I, I, will, I will definitely take my free demo. I'll, <laughs> I'll review that shit on this podcast. Like, yeah, so everyone know what that game's like. I'm definitely like extra <laughs> incredible amounts of gay, but I do love breasts. So I feel like I could take a demo. Like They're I can. Fun, right? They just are. I mean, I've got two of my own, but I, I feel like. You know, women's breasts, that's they're they're overpowered to be honest. If I'm <laughs> a little OP, they little need to be nerfed. Like nerfed. they're at, yeah. they're at insane. Right over those. Uh, yeah, you know, back to games. Yeah, let's take a break. <laughs> when we come back, games. I am there's no fucking news. I don't know what's gonna happen. You're watching the co-optional podcast. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the co-optional podcast for the final thirty or so minutes of the show, give or take. And we're in that weird post E3 stage of there's, you know, all the news has already happened like a week ago. Yeah. It is an odd one. But a couple of things have occurred. Um, it sort of feels weird talking about this because I don't know if anyone has even played it yet, but Mighty Number no. 9. <laughs> yeah, I have. You have. All right, cool. At least someone has. Mighty Number no. 9 has finally come out and the response to it has not been good. No, not at all. No, uh, I've been hearing it from my roommates. It's actually really funny. I didn't know too much about it. One of my roommates was like, yeah, I give this a 10 out of 4 million. I was like, oh my God. And then I realized that the game costs 4 million. And I'm wondering if the game is actually like genuinely bad or is it just because right. it's Mega Man so much? No, 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 no. So I, I played it twice. Okay. Uh, once was last year at E3. And legitimately, after that was over, I have numerous tweets, which I retweeted today because I'm feeling very smug, which were like, yo, this game is not good. And it, all the people saying it needs to be delayed or, or that are mad that it's being delayed need to be real appreciative that it's being delayed. It was not good then. I played it again recently. It's roughly the exact same game it was a year ago. Like, it's... Oh, no. Everyone wanted 
that Mega Man game, so I, I know it's a letdown when you actually play it because when I played it, there it's like there's it's just not it's not good. Like even the controls, like everything about it is just not good. Um it's not a spiritual successor to Mega Man at all. It's it's just like a letdown on all fronts. It, it, the yeah. gameplay is Damn. like the there's a lot of additions that I imagine people thought would be great, like um, time things and uh, like environmental traps. That like a lot of things that, that I think that they added that they already had cool environmental stuff in like the Mega Man series. Like adding more different things to it just doesn't. It just doesn't play like you want it to play. It's not good. It's not a good game. Damn. Not even like a little bit though. Like not even like kind of. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Not even like a one out of ten. Like you about to give this a zero, bro? Bro, word. No, I, I I will never give a game a zero. But you know, it would be like, uh, it, it's a solid. If if, if you're a real game reviewer, this would be a solid like five out of ten. Like it's definitely a failed, but it's not like you're so bad we're gonna hold you back. It's it's just a not great game. I feel like five out of 10 though is the worst. It's actually the worst because being right in the middle, like being just the average of awful is terrible. Well, that's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. It's the oh. average of awful. Like it's just, it's not, it, it, it's it's a letdown, not only nostalgically, but gameplay wise, uh, the actual content of the game, like everything about it is just depressing. And you just, you just want it to be better than oh, it was. No. Oh no, yeah. you can't you can't describe a game as depressing, bro. I, th- like, I mean, I think you can if like um let's you know think about like the way that it was funded, you know, through Kickstarter, through a lot of promises about mm. a true return to form. You know, people wanted they wanted Mega Man. That's that's what they backed. They backed Mega yeah. Man because that's what yeah. was basically promised to them. And right. they didn't get Mega Man. They didn't even get close. Yeah, they didn't get... A disaster piece. A disaster piece sounds tight. They got something that apparently didn't understand its own vision. They got something that didn't understand why people liked Mega Man in the first place. They got something that, as some reviews have described it, is inoffensively average, you know, no interesting ideas whatsoever. Because here's the thing, right? You want to play a fucking 2D platformer? There's thousands of them on Steam thousands you could play so many of them and there's a lot of good ones as well you know fucking rogue legacy or shovel knight or something along those lines you could play something like that but people wanted mega man and they they didn't get it you know they despite the one of the most successful funding campaigns ever for a video game for a 2d platformer they got one that just wasn't very good and you normally a game not being very good is not news but when it raises that much and when it promises that specifically and it right. doesn't deliver, then it becomes right. a big deal. So, yeah. I, I, go on. No, I was just saying, like, a really great example of why this game is, is not good. Um, levels. Uh, and I didn't play all of them. I only played the ones that I, I played at, e, at the, you know, E3 and then recently is they move. Like, the levels are moving. And there's, it, you have to be very quick, you have to be very fast in your approach. But then you hit moments where there, it, it, it's moving platforms that do their own timeline as the level's still moving this way. So, like, it's just not, it's like, there's, the pacing is way out, like, off completely. 
It's all over the place. You're like your entire motion in this game is rush. Go fast. You're doing all this cool stuff. You're jumping around. It doesn't have the Mega Man-ness that's just like, I can take my time. I can figure this out. Sure, there's right. some levels of Mega Man that are, that are designed to fuck you over like that. But everything you played was just like fast, 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 fast. Suddenly I'm stuck waiting. Mm-hmm. I got stuck waiting at the wrong time and I'm now completely screwed. Right. And it's just like there's so mm-hmm. much wrong with this game that it's unbear it's unbearable. Man. God. I mean, like, I've never like I'm always afraid of getting roasted like in a rap battle, but I can't imagine making a bad game and having people just say, <laughs> This is absolutely <laughs> yeah. it. Well, I mean, you're also talking to people that gave you their money a few years ago based on a promise and you didn't fulfill it so they're pretty fucking pissed about that i mean the number one thing i think their biggest mistake was even bringing up mega man you're not gonna top mega man except here's the problem thing. you wouldn't have got funded if you hadn't that's the yeah. only reason oh, they got funded yeah. you know because it's yeah. inafune you know the guy behind well one of the guys behind mega man it's like we're gonna make the only reason they got four million fucking dollars is because they said we're gonna bring mega man back and you know what they fucking didn't that's and, the problem. Here's the thing. Every selling point of this game is you're Mighty Number no. 9, and there are eight other robots. And guess what? You can take their powers. It's fucking Mega Man. Everyone wanted Mega Man. There's no Mega Man to be seen here. This is like, <sighs> it's, a, it's just a poor version of what people who don't understand Mega Man think Mega Man should be. Which I is weird because so you, know, you thought that Inafune would understand that, but apparently not. But Inafune has, like, does a million, like, he's, uh, Recore is one of his products. Like he's doing a million other things. So clearly this was like, I'm on it, but you know, I'm gonna send all these other people to actually do the job. And those people didn't have a fucking clue what they were doing, apparently. Fucked up this game. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, some people will be crying like an anime fan on prom night. I was waiting for somebody to (laughs) horrible marketing campaign, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, it's another, this is going to bring back the discussions of, is Kickstarter actually fucking wank? I'm like, well, I mean, sometimes it is. Yes, because you're giving money to a promise and that's a bad idea generally. Uh, You know, stretch goals can fucking blow a project completely out of proportion. You can lose sight of your original vision and all sorts of things like that. And then sometimes Kickstarter results in good games like Pillars of Eternity or Wasteland 2 or Divinity Original Sin, you know, things like that. It's it's, it's a risk. Things that I just don't, yeah, I, that's why I don't do it anymore. I don't, the risk of, of picking up on shit and it's just, it's a gamble that I'm not willing to take. And if it's a good game, I'll pay for it when it's done. I'll gladly yeah. give my money when yeah. it's done. You know, that is actually, um, unfortunately, the same kind of feeling I had with Moon Hunters. And um, I I really, really, really liked the game, but I felt like there were a lot of things that the Kickstarter said that was gonna happen that didn't exactly happen, which I still love the gameplay, but that game had the chance to be like the next Diablo 2 for me. And so like, I was pretty disappointed with the entire outcome, but once again, I still do like, and I still, I love the game so much, but I get that. And I get why people are so you know, upset about Mighty Number no. 9. Everybody in my house was pissed. My roommate was saying passive-aggressive shit to me like I was the one that made the game. I, didn't <laughs> do I was like, oh, Mighty Number no. 9. He was like, oh, yeah, if you want a, a shit game that's not Mega Man. I'm like, okay, sassy. I think, I'm I think the one who did that. I think the real most offensive thing that people are really pissed off about is that reviewers had copies of this game two weeks ago and as of like two days ago people who backed it still didn't have their copies yeah 
that's shit that, that pisses people off more than anything. Like, if your game's gonna be shit, at least give it to us on time. Like, give it to us with the reviewers. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse that's a box. It's a it's in. an all around mess. I feel I feel people get ripped off by that shit. That's not cool. I hate when that stuff happens. Like that's this is a disappointment. But I, I was disappointed a year ago. A year ago, I was like, this is not a good game. It, go back, look at the podcast from then. I was like, it's not. You did say it good. multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I, I wish I did, uh, you know, I wish I could go back and be like, please, someone fix this shit. Because it, <laughs> it deserves to be better than it is. But I don't a, understand why they didn't listen to anyone. It sounds like you had a strong opinion. And I mean, well, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly why. Because they didn't want to listen to anyone. Uh, when I played it at E3 last year, it was in a, uh, like, upstairs, one of those, you know, how E3 has, like, this, like, secret upstairs area. It was in the upstairs area in a special room with, like, six other games. And for the time that I was in that room, uh, playing, like, all the different games that were there, I was the only person to play Minor Number 9. I was right. the only person to sit down and actually play it. So... They were like, no one was interested in it then or was like looking for it or was invited to play. I don't know, but I was the only person in the two hour time span. I was there moving from game to game to game. They were the, it was, I was the only person to play it. Yep. It it, just seems like a a massive like string of bad decisions. There's been a lot of controversy surrounding that game for various reasons over the last few years. And, you know, turned out to not be brilliant, apparently. I, I have to admit, I've yet to play it. The thing is, even if it was good, I probably wouldn't like it anyway, because I'm not a Mega Man fan. You know, it's, it's not even made for me in the first place. Uh, Wait, question. If someone just played Mighty Number no. 9 without any frame of reference to Mega Man at all, let's say they're a new gamer, are they going to like the game? Uh, No. I think the core mechanics are totally out of whack. Uh, it's not like as a standalone game, it's not awful. It's not great. It's not even good. It's like a five out of 10. It's like you showed up to class. You just didn't do any work. So I can't, I can't, you you failed. You didn't do any work. Like you showed, you were here. You came to class. You just didn't, you know, you didn't put it. Not even one homework assignment, bro. Come on. No. Damn. No, it's it's bad. It's bad. It's it's. I can see how someone would give it a six. Like I I had an okay time. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> but I, can't, I can't see any higher than that. It's just not a great game. Yeah. Well, damn, that happens. Yeah, that really just did happen. Kickstarter, maybe not a brilliant thing sometimes nonsense tb nonsense give all your money to promises four years down the line this is what happens when you do so damn ouch a cautionary tale perhaps yeah never mind uh speaking of cautionary tales g2a which you are no longer sponsored by so we can shit on them freely it's gonna be great uh i mean i i'm i feel again a little bit of a hipster on this because i've been shitting on them for four years basically (laughs) give or take um, mm. And it's only recently that people see me again. You know, I think that G2A might be a little bit shady. Shady. Yeah. No shit. Wh- where were you when I told you that in 2012, you idiots? But wow. uh, so the latest thing with G2A, which is a key reselling site, by the way, which has been kind of plagued with controversy because of the amount of stolen goods that are sold on it, basically. Um, the latest thing is a post by publisher Tiny Build that claims that about $450,000 worth of their game keys ended up 
somehow on G2A without them being compensated for it. And they were hammered by chargebacks from uh, basically illegal purchases. You know, we're talking about stolen credit cards, things like that. And uh, when they tried to address this with G2A, G2A said, oh, yeah, we can we can totally uh, help you out with that. But you've got to work with us like, you know, pretty much exclusively. So fucked up. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Yeah. And it's. Yeah, one, you know, let, let me make it clear. Obviously, I'm sponsored by a competing company that sells legal goods, you know, because they're called <laughs> chrono.gg slash TB. They're pretty great. But here's the thing about G2A is that they provide a digital marketplace to sell digital keys. Where, and they provide basically no checks and balances to ensure that those keys were legitimately obtained. And then people are going to turn around, well, eBay does it. Actually, eBay does not. You can't sell digital fucking goods on eBay. You haven't been able to do that for ages, and this is fucking why. Because of this problem. There's a reason why they don't let you do that. You can't fucking do it on Amazon either. You know, sure you can you can sneak it in there with like a fucking piece of a key on a piece of paper or whatever, but you if they find out you're doing that, they'll delist you. You're not actually allowed to fucking do that. So along comes G2A and says, Yeah, you can totally do that. And of course everyone is suddenly massively surprised when it becomes a hive for stolen property. Right. You know, and they have something called the G2A Shield, which is literally insurance against buying stolen property. Because they know it happens that fucking often that they're willing to sell a service which costs money to avoid you being stung for that. Right. That should be a massive red flag to anybody. Surely. That's that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I... I was uh, sponsored by G2A for a really long time, actually. I think for a year and a half. Um, and what, what I guess is unfortunate is that like I, the people that I worked with were all like a delight. Like they were all great people. I really enjoyed my time, like working with them, but it just got to the point where I would get more tweets saying like, Hey, you know, GTA, G2A does this, or, Hey, I feel this way about G2A. And even though they did pay me like a lot of money, I just kind of felt my, my brand wasn't aligned with the moral practices of G2A. So I had to leave which really did dent my wallet a lot, but I'd like to believe that the moral victory. <laughs> well, I mean, not is, working is with a company that rent. knowingly sells stolen goods is is a good thing, I think. Yeah. But, but, but you but are right. They throw a lot of money at people. That's why they like, have the presence they I, have right now. What, what did I want? Like, like I don't even know anymore. Like, what did I want out of that choice? Did I think that, like, once I left, I was going to get a standing ovation? Everybody's going to be like, good job, Sky. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't think that, like... That's why I, I'm just like, man, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not going back, but it's like I didn't get an award, and I guess I shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't really be rewarded for good deeds, but I kind of feel like that was a pretty cool decision on my part. So I, I want, like, a little sticker, you know? Well, like, I, think, I think the interesting thing about all this is I didn't know this was a thing that happened until I saw a press release from Tiny Build, which – is interesting and it was like after the fact that i think is like says a lot about there's so many people getting paid by g2a that a lot of people were like i'm not even gonna talk about this This there's a a shitload of twitch streamers a shitload of youtubers that are paid by g2a the fucking tournaments that are paid by g2a i mean i had to go and fucking work for one and i was pissed it's so much and you know you know what they fucking told me it's like they they threw so much money at us that we literally could not refuse. That that's no. basically you know that's I'll probably exactly never get hired for that tournament again for saying that, but that's that's, that's, exactly that's it. 
That is, that is what they fucking do. They threw yes. they throw a shitload of money at people. They throw enough money at people for them to not care. You know, yes. or to feign ignorance or whatever. That's, and I'm sorry, yeah. but even after all this, I've been saying this for fucking years about G2A. There have been so many instances, years and fucking years, the natural selection. Two incidents, there was issues with fucking Snipe, really three. There have been multiple competitors to G2A that have had to shut down because of the sheer amount of credit card fraud that has happened, which has been directly tied into G2A. That Where do you think the fucking keys went from G2A's competitors? Oh, magically they appeared on G2A being sold for a profit. Gee, I wonder if G2A is happy with that. I wonder if they would do anything to stop their competitors being shut down through this fraud. Maybe they fucking wouldn't, because it's not in their best interest to do that. I mean, fuck, they just issued a goddamn statement to a Russian website that said, oh, if you're having problems with chargebacks, why don't you use our G2A pay payment solution for your store? I'd say, are you fucking for real? Like... Your site sells my stolen goods, and you want me to use your payment system to avoid it selling my stolen goods. You won't stop them selling the stolen goods, but you'll take a chunk from my payment solution. Are you fucking for real? I feel like you feel really strongly about this. No shit, I fucking do. I I think everyone should, though. This is something. They should. They fucking should. I'm sick of people shoveling this shit under the fucking rug. I want cheap games. Great, really? I want a cheap car. Do I go and fucking steal one? No, I fucking don't. Oh my god. (laughs) Because that's what you're doing. You're buying fucking stolen goods. It's absolutely There's no other way around it. The worst part is, is one of the things I read today, some guy was like, well, I've done the math and it's not even close to 450,000. Oh, who gives a fuck if it's not even close to 450,000 fucking dollars? It's It's like like the people who are like, well, technically the AR-15 is not an assault rifle. So none of this criticism is fun. Nobody cares. 50 people just got shot. That's what they fucking care about. And when it comes down to fucking G2A, I don't care if it was $450 or 45 fucking cents. It's stolen fucking goods. Stop supporting people that steal shit i feel jesus like i feel like i'm being scolded i don't like i've, You're not. I've never no you that, you got out of it you, you fucking left way. when you found it's... out that they were pieces of shit you left which is the right thing to fucking do the people that are still with them they're the people uh, i have a fucking problem with oh okay um i <clears throat> agree. what pisses me off i have fucking <laughs> friends that are still with them and i'm just like I'm going to assume that they don't know. I'm going to have to assume that because to assume that they do know and they're going along with it anyway would make them shitheads. G2A is literally worse especially, than piracy. No, it really is. Industry, especially in our industry of like, we have to form some relationship with developers, right? And tiny build guys are genuinely nice people. And just like oh the guys with selection, just natural selection, like watching them get shit on and like, completely shut down because of stuff like this is gross i'm just so sorry i (laughs) well again you you, you didn't know alternatively you know you you didn't fucking know a lot of people don't know (laughs) you're like the worst human no no if anything you are absolute (laughs) proof that that you're not because you saw what kind of effed up shit was happening you were like i I know but it's like this happened in like January. So for me, you're like, so? and everyone that supported them are pieces of shit. And I'm just sitting here like, nigga, it's kind of nah, recent. Nah, nah, nah. I, I just say, like, again, I did not say that everyone that supported them are. I'm saying now with as much evidence as there is, if people still stand by G2A, then I just, I can't, 
justify their behavior anymore, you know? As I, people are locked into a contract. All right, I get it. You're locked into a contract. It might be hard for you to leave. But once your contract expires, if you then, knowing all of this, go and then renew it, then you're putting money before your morals at that point. Right. Like, right. I have to call you a sellout at that point. Because it's like, how much more evidence do people need before they realize that this site sells stolen property and makes a fucking huge amount of money doing it? Right. How much more evidence do they need? How many more well, websites have to get shut down? How many more indie devs have to get shit on before they fucking realize this? The unfortunate problem is that, uh, one, it's super cheap to buy stuff there. And two, they're willing to throw money at people. So they have, they have, they've built a shield for themselves and that they have a consumer shield. People are still going to be willing to buy, even if it's stolen, if it's on the cheap, then they're going to still be willing to buy from them. And uh, people who are getting paid are just going to sit here quietly and not say a damn thing. It's even hush though money is what it fucking is. Wrong. Oh, yeah. They've oh, thrown yeah. enough money at people for them not to speak out about it. And I think that's shitty. It's incredibly shitty. And I'm going to say this, you know, if you... Because, look, do you think we don't understand why you want cheap games? Everybody wants cheap games. Why the fuck would you pay more if you can... Here's the thing. You are better off pirating. You are hurting people less. I'm, I'm deadly serious. The only people you help by buying on G2A is G2A. And when a fucking chargeback hits a developer, when a chargeback hits a retailer, and they have to deal with the cost of that, which is literally putting them under... You are better off having downloaded it off Pirate Bay. Because at least Pirate Bay didn't cost them anything. Yeah, people in chat need to definitely stop saying that G2A is eBay. That is No, it's not fucking not. Normal. Again, eBay doesn't sell digital goods because of this very issue. They yeah. knew they figured this shit out years ago that people would use it as a fucking fence to sell stolen property. Right. I just um if I may, um before we entered uh this conversation, I knew that you were gonna talk about g2a um for the record though our conversation was yeah you know we'll do this and i have a few things to say about g2a and that'll be good i feel like that was a sermon i feel like, <laughs> I'm, i feel I, like hey, I'm, not, was, I'm not gonna lie i feel very strongly about this and i don't think that you well, ever all right, should all right, all right let's be clear when tb says i have a few things to say you're the man who sat here and told us he spent 24 minutes talking to you about one card so i think we all <laughs> no. understand what, i think we you all know this man <laughs> you, know, you know tv i think that farsight is better than g2a if i could compare the two like i think that it's a better card than g2a as a company maybe right <laughs> yes okay anyway <laughs> TV's like i'm checked Please. out now Please, TV, don't growl. Biscuit there. <laughs> you, you're um, a good fight. Shall we move on to releases? Sure, we can. Stop yeah, buying stolen good. property. Thank you. Don't buy right. stolen stuff. All right, releases. great. So today, June 21st, we have the Deadlight Director's Cut. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I played Deadlight a while ago. Uh, it wasn't too shabby. Uh, it was no, one of those sort of, this is a really cool Xbox Live arcade game with a really nice art style. It's a side-scrolling sort of zombie survival platformer thing. I don't know why there's a director's cut. I don't know why they have a new version of it. The old version was perfectly good. But hey, there you go. Uh, next up is a game that I have been waiting for for so long for it to come out. Uh, it's called Valhalla Cyberpunk Bartender Action. Yeah. Uh, this game, there's there was like a little mini version of this game on itch.io. Mm. And... Uh, I have been waiting for the full version. I'm excited to play it. 
So yeah, it, apparently it's getting very high reviews right now. That it's a uh, interesting sort of slice of life thing. Uh, crossed with kind of visual novel, crossed with a kind of management or dating sim-esque kind of thing. Right. Very weird combination of stuff. It's because you're a bartender in a cyberpunk world. Yeah, I, I kind of want to What was that. that voice? This voice? Women okay, are so just... The next, the next oh game my God, is called please. Drawful 2, which is um, the new and improved right. version of Drawful. Please just because Sky likes something doesn't mean it's good. Oh my God! Be very, uh, be very clear, Jesse. Yeah, <laughs> Jesse. You angry bear! You're all mean. <laughs> uh, next up is Civil War, 1863. It is a war game about the Civil War. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thanks, little biscuit. I Perfect. told you what it was. Thank you so what much. What the fuck I else do no you idea. want? What the fuck else do you want? <laughs> Next up is Assemblance with one S. Assemblance. Assemblance with one S, yes. Yeah. It's a sort of first-person adventure game. Looks gorgeous. I, I might be a walking simulator of some sort. It's huh, uh, the pilot. It's apparently the pilot episode of a franchise inspired by Twilight Zone, X-Files, and Black Mirror. What? That sounds terrifying. Yes, it does. <laughs> Uh, next up is Mighty Number no. Nine, which we have talked about in detail. Oh yeah, uh, let's just skip right on over that. And uh, Room Four Hundred Four. Room Four Hundred Four. I am uh, looking at it right now. It looks like a FPS horror game. That's exactly what it is. Now, why everybody might make horror games? Why can't we just go back to like Mario Party, bro? Like, I'm not trying <laughs> to get scared all the time. I, I feel like we're right reaching the end of the horror game trend at this point. I certainly hope so. Oh, I think it's going to surge again with VR. You might oh, be right. oh, yeah. No, yeah. I think... <laughs> man, I... To me, if you try to scare me, like, we fighting. Like, I'm going to hit you. Like, if <laughs> if I'm playing a scary game and I'm in the vibe and you're in the room, you better be distant away from me because I'm going to scream, punch, and kick. I don't care. Like, that's <laughs> real to me. That shit is real to me. That is a video waiting to happen. Horror VR, like they, they they really think that my big ass about to nah. Mm -mm. I'm I'm gonna ask somebody to play. Biscuit Bear could play. I ain't gonna play. fuck that. No, are you kidding me? I hate horror. On June twenty second, we have Purgatory. Purgatory. Horror game? Uh, no, it's not. Uh, as to what it actually is, uh, it is a turn-based strategy game. Uh, they claim it's similar to Might and Magic. I don't know if that's true. Um. Play a deadly oh. game of monster chess as you, uh, it, it's basically a hex based turn based strategy game. Cool. It has the name of a horror game. It does. It yeah. does. Next up is Eyeball? Or is that supposed to be Airball and it's spelled wrong? <laughs> Next up is Eyeball? Eyeball, maybe? Eyeball? Let's find out. Uh, please welcome Eyeball. Actually, a lot of them, so I guess it's not Eyeball. They're from okay. Parallel Universe. They're like us. They like to play football, run obstacle courses, compete in wrestling, or even make a mortal battle with the help of different weapons. It looks like Gang Beasts. Like, it's like it's a physics-based sort of uh, multiplayer thing, but they've got different game modes. Like, there's a football game in there. There's, like, an obstacle course and shit, so... Oh, it, it looks very claymation-y. Yes. Yeah. It, everything looks like it's made of clay. Yeah. It definitely okay. looks like oh it's like, God. we're going to make Gang Beasts, yeah. Clay Fighters was so fun. Sorry, I will not do that again. Nope, you're I, right. You're right on that. Well, I would back a new Clay Fighter. I would. I love. You would what? I'd back a new Clay Fighter. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? That game oh, looked amazing I'm at the sorry. time. 
I thought you said that you would beat me at Clay Fighters. I was like, oh, you sweet. Oh, I mean, I'd probably do that as well, honestly. <laughs> so, I think you're probably, you know, pretty, pretty shitty at Clay Fighter. But... Ah, the Jenna! Nice. Yes! Thank you. Slay! This, this is a green tea mochi thing, I think, by the looks of it. Yes, mama, slay! Tell her to slay. Oh, she's uh, Apparently, you're, you're supposed to slay? Y yes! <laughs> what is yes! wrong with you people? Next! Next, Next up is called Breach. <laughs> what? Beach? What? Breached. Breached. Okay. Breached. 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 You awaken from cryogenic slumber to find your shelter damaged by unknown circumstances. Scavenge your surroundings, repair your shelter, explore the ruins in hopes of uncovering or perhaps avoiding the uncomfortable truth of what has transpired. Oh my god. Another, I like, scary game. <laughs> it's got There's puzzles Nintendo in it. Dogs, it's got man. energy management. It's got drone expeditions. <sighs> apparently, yeah. total biscuit. Really, thanks. before I forget, have you ever played um, Eternal Darkness? No, no. Do I have the intention to? Okay, see ya. <laughs> cool. Next. The last Leviathan. The la I'm gonna look that up. The last. Pretty much what we do. Physics-based shipbuilding and destruction adventure. Ooh. On your voyage to uncover where the last Leviathan lies. Mythical monsters, wrecked flotsam, physics puzzles, hidden treasures. So it's like you build a ship and it's sort of a, a sailing ship and you encounter monsters and stuff. And this looks great, but again, it's another early access will this ever be good game. So right. You are just so critical. That's because most things suck. Oh my it's God. it's nice it's nice to have you here. You're the balance. You, you are, <laughs> I'm positive about everything. I think every game can be fun in the right environment. Yeah. Next. June twenty third, we have Perino Party. P U R I N O Party. Party. This oh, is a this looks very similar to Honey Pop. Perino Party takes one part puzzle game, one part visual novel, romancing cute girls included. Combines it for layback gameplay experience. It's literally like match three. It, it's basically Honey Pop. It's Honey Pop. Yeah. yeah and it, can you bang these? Oh, never mind. They're all little, probably like, not. Nor would you want to because those look, those people look very young. Next. Yeah, <laughs> they're a little evil. You are too I, bad. Look, I will gladly flaunt that I Jesse, love. You are being bad girls. right now. Lolly anime girls, not for me. You're being too. so bad right now. Next, Next up is Vermilion Watch. It's a hidden object game. Next. Cool. Next is Prog yeah. 1. Prog.1. Prog.1 Prog is players an anthropomorphic computer virus. Okay. Uh, 2D puzzle platformer set in a sci-fi world where scientists work feverishly to build the first fully artificial universe. Cool. Next is Final Strike. Is that that um, Power Stone-like game? Oh, no, it's something else entirely. I okay. love Power Stone. It is not that. It but is Final actually Strike. a it's actually a jet fighter game. It's Independence yeah. Day. It's Independence Day, the VR game. It actually what if literally Pilot is. Pilots yeah. movies had a love child with an alien invasion of blockbusters from the nineties. You mean you mean fucking Independence Day? Yeah, it, it literally <laughs> is. From oh, what I can see, VR. Independence Day. Yeah. Oh my god, it's VR, and when you look down, yes. your your character's so skinny. Oh my god, I can't wait to play. Next. <laughs> Next can up we... is the first spark. Uh, it's I think. Uh, from what I can tell, it's a puzzle platformer of sorts. Yeah, it doesn't really tell me a lot. Next. All right, next up is Cubistry Collection, Volume 1. What the shit? Collection, the first Match 9 3D cube matching puzzle game. Hey. So a Rubik's Cube, then. 
Yeah, it's a right. giant Rubik's Cube. Okay. Uh, on June 24th, we have Rugby Challenge 3. It's yeah. a rugby game. And a challenge. Oh, yeah. yeah, sports. Yay. Yay. We're all staring typically <laughs> against that. Next. Next up is called Don't Drop the Bass. It's actually a fish. It's a bass. Yeah. It's a bass. Don't drop the bass. Oh. Cooperate oh, with friends to keep the bass in the air uh, for as long as possible. <laughs> Not nearly as fun. Become the bass emperor. Yep, it, it is a co-op game about keeping a fish in the air. Video games are amazing. Next. Great. Next up is called Color Syndrome. Color Syndrome. It's a horrible disease. It afflicts many. Inspired by classic games like Tetris, Color Assemblers, and Connect Four. One of these games is not like the others. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a spin on Tetris, basically. It's Color Tetris. Yeah, it's... June 25th, we have Storm VR. Are you... Is, are you a virtual reality puzzle that? game that lives between the thing and the room. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. Alrighty. Uh, June 27th, we have Grand Pigeon's Duty. Yeah, we've mentioned that a couple of times. I, I don't know if that's ever actually going to come out. What? Uh, well, the final game is Kara Kara in all caps. Oh, wait. Anime bullshit? Kara. No, not anime bullshit. Hello? Yes, it anime bullshit. That's a oh, lot yeah. of anime bullshit. It asked, it asked for my age, and there's a girl that um, is wearing the little clothes. So And she looks like she's passed out. That's, yeah. Yeah, that sounds out like cat Steve. Girl. Yep. It's uh, an anime porn it's visual novel, girl. I guess. This is a very, very specific targeted audience. There's a lot Cat of it on girl. Steam too. There's a lot of it. Oh my god, she is passed out. What is happening? Well, it's Dr. best not to ask. Vet. She got her teeth pulled out. Nah. Oh my god. Cat dentists are so cute. <sighs> well, you've been watching the Cooptional Podcast. We're about to wrap up the show, but before we do, we'd love to tell you where to go to watch our shit and what's coming over the next couple of weeks. So, Sky, why don't you start? What are you making? What what videos are you coming up with? What's going on? Okay. Um. Well, I'm coming up with a. <laughs> A really funny skit uh, this Friday called Roast Watch in where my black friends and I roast each other. And then there's like a play of the game where like I'm Soldier 76 and then like my my sights go on. They're like fake Jordans and they're nasty clothes. And I like do that. And then Reaper goes like, what are those? Those, those. And it's really, really funny. And um, you can right. find me. You can find me at Sky Williams on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe to me if you like me. If you don't, that's OK, too. And on Twitter, at Sky Williams. Please follow me if you like me, and that's okay if you don't. And that's it. I'm just going to make videos every day until I die and get old. Sounds like or walk business into plan the ocean, made. let the tide take you out. Yeah, or walk into the ocean, just let the tide just take me out. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, I, I, I don't know how your fans feel, but hopefully they liked me. And it, I, I, I listen to everything on Twitter. So if you hate me, please go ahead and let me know, at Sky Williams. Thank you. Okay, don't don't be mean to people. I'm not mean to. I'm, I'm not talking amazing. about you. I'm talking about everybody else. Well, Biscuit Bear is their ruler, so I'll just, you know. I have them. no control of these people. You don't look at me. You're not going to blame me for this shit. They love you, but you're very aggressive. That G2A speech, I'm going to have to get the VOD and just, if I ever feel down about something, I'm going to listen to how passionate you are about that and I'll be like, you know what? Well, maybe if they don't want me to be I mean, wish they I could care this much about something. Fucking property. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, ah, oh, so good. Jesse, what's coming on the channel this week? Uh, all right. Well, Biscuit Bear, I think this week. Hey! Call me that again. What? What? Yes. What? Uh, what? Huh? What? So, what? yeah. Unlike Sky, if you have something mean to say to me, I don't want to fucking hear it. Also, subscribe to me whether you like me or don't. 
And uh, yeah, I'm streaming again. So twitch.tv slash Shabuzi. Uh, we're going to do it every day, 9 to 11 a.m. Pacific time and clear off these numerous effing games I have on my desktop that I've not had a chance to play. So we're going to get to those. And then on the channel, we're just going to keep pounding through all these damn games that are 12 million episodes until I finally beat them. And then I'll never play an RPG again. What? For what it's worth, uh, Jesse, after this podcast, I like love you three times as much. <laughs> it's okay. I knew. I knew. I knew way in advance. We have that. We have that connection. It's, yeah. a, it's a strong connection. Uh, at Jesse Cox on Twitter. Go there and, uh, you know, tweet me. Roger, nice what's going on the channel this week? On mine? Yeah. Uh, right now we're playing through Sherlock Holmes, The Devil's Daughter, for better or for worse. And uh, we also have Stories, Path of Destinies going up because we got the the true good ending on stream. So all of that is in, like, chopped up form going up on the channel. I also do a weekly news show if you'd like to check that out. Uh, just general BS. So I'd love it if you would come and hang out. And on all the social medias, I'm at Dexbonus, D-E-X-B-O-N-U-S. Thanks, everybody. Cool. Yeah, thank you all so much for having me. This was, like, so much fun. <laughs> I'm oh. so glad. Yeah, this is really great. TB, what's coming up for you? Oh, God knows. Being adorable all the time. Aww. Full-time job, being a biscuit bear. Full-time job, a biscuit bear. <laughs> now we need a new co-optional podcast song. Biscuit bear and all his friends getting grumpy at G2A. Biscuit bear. Grump, grump. Grump, grump. Sylvain, you have to include Sylvain Crimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sylvain Crimes. Games kind of suck today. Yeah, 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 yeah. TV's a grump, grump. Dodger has a cat with no gums. And Jesse is the sexy one. Welcome to our show. Okay, let's. Oh, back up, right? You know what? Hey, you're the one who said, don't. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Just shut up. Jesse's the sexy one. And Brooke and my best friend Total Biscuit. And Jesse's here too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>